You're listening to Fakeologist Audio Chat. This is a new and exciting way to communicate with fellow fakeologists from all over the world. Each day we compress and post the day's audio into a file that can be big or small. Discover new voices and ideas that talk about media fakery like you never did before. Please search for Fakeologist Audio Chat and Fakeologist Main Show on your favorite podcast app. To connect to our always on and always streaming audio chat, go to fakeologist.com forward slash audio chat. To listen to the live stream, go to fake11.com forward slash radio 2. Now, on with the audio chat. This is Klaus Schwab from the World Economic Forum, and you're listening to Fake Colors Audio on FakeColors.com. Good evening, this is uh, Rick on the uh, 29th of January. That's 2 and 9. What's that up to? Get your calculators out, kids. 2 and 9. 2023. 2023. And it's a very muggy, humid, humid and hot uh, up at the... uh, salubrious mid-north coast of Australia, be told. Very warm, but it's cooled down now. But inside my house, which is a timber house, was phenomenally hot. And one of my uh, children was in there killing aliens at, well, I would say about 45 degrees, maybe more. So if there's ever a a position for killing aliens in the military in the desert, you'll cope, guaranteed, 100%. <clears throat> um, what have I done this week of, uh, of interest? I've, well, I still can't smell. I can't smell. So it's going to save me a fortune on deodorant, guaranteed, because I cannot offend myself. Now, I'm suggesting there's something going down for sure, because this is not normal. Not normal. And uh, if, if I mention it to anyone, they go, oh, you've had COVID. You've had COVID, because I, ha- I couldn't smell and I had COVID. So have I been shedded on? by one of these vaccinated, I suggest it's possible. And I had a great conversation, two good conversations with health shop owners, and I'm talking about legends, in one case, who's been worked in the oldest homeopathic compounding chemist in Australia, which is opened in 1870, so. And he uh, obviously hasn't worked there since then, but he's not quite... You know, he'd be a little bit older than me or the same age as me. I've seen him in action uh, and uh, over the years I've been going to this chemist. They've moved, so I haven't been. They've moved down the road from their lo- location that they'd been for over 100 years. They've moved. But anyway, uh, I went in there and I started, uh, I, I saw him roaming around, so I thought I'd get some free medical advice here because I know he's a herbalist. And I said, listen, I've got this and this and this. And I said, I'm not. And I pointed to my arm and he looked at me and I went, you know, made the arm. And he said, listen, anyone that's done that, he, he straight away, he said, you mean only idiots do that. So we got on straight away. He then uh, suggested to me he's never seen anything like what's going down. He said he's getting people coming in with cancers left, right and centre. He said As we're being bioweaponed. He totally agreed. He said he, he dropped the 5G and the spray, everything. He's onto it, you know, and uh, he said it's coming from every direction, your food, your water from the, the air you breathe is 
weaponized at the moment. And he agreed they're trying to get rid of us. I'm sorry to say, as a conspiracy theorist, I agree. And I suggested, what well, asked him about the shedding, and he said, well, he's had cu- customers come in. And he's been 40 years in the game, right? So he knows when things are different. And he said, that, he said a, a hairdresser come in with rashes up her arm, and all she'd done was be chopping people's hair. And one, obviously, he, he suggested a recently vaccinated client. He said, you've got all sorts of issues with um, recently vaccinated people shedding. He thinks it's a thing. He's got way more experience than anyone that I know, um, especially the net, re- net researchers. This guy's front line, front line. He says it's a thing. I'm going to agree because I have never been, I've never had no sense of smell before, ever, that I can remember. And the taste buds aren't, aren't that good either. So um, something's going down. So I, I'm suggesting that you should be precautionate, have precautions. Don't sit there doing this, um, oh, you can't catch a virus, you can't catch this, you can't catch that. Bullshit. I fucking did. Guaranteed. So um, there's things going down. And my uh, just jumping, the virus, is, as we've been told, is obviously a, a myth. But one of my um, go-to guys was the oldest home, homeopath on the planet, or one of the most experienced Italian, I think Crows interviewed him. He he just said di- viruses are a mixed misdiagnosis. He said the only way he could explain it was it's a um, electromagnetic parasite, and I would believe that. There's there is a thing there. I had uh, chronic fatigue, Epstein, but Epstein Barr, thirty something years ago. I couldn't I was so sick I just had to lie on the ground in between. Being a hyperactive person, I could do stuff and then I had to go and lie on the ground on a cold concrete floor just because I was so physically exhausted. So I, I believe I caught that. Electromagnetic uh, parasites, be told. Look into it. I, I think there's a there there. There's a there there because there's something out there. And if you are dealing, and I have been, I've got a front line, uh, like a plumber, dealing with dirt and wastes all the time with a cleaning business. I should have been more precautionate. I should have been wearing gloves, literally. But did I? No. Do I regret it? Yes. So, um, B, I, I'm, uh, I'm open to anything right now of what's going down. There's definitely a weapon out there. To, they're definitely trying to fuck up people's health. Be told. Be told. Too many anecdotal evidence, too much, too many times I keep hearing people of saying that they know someone and they've got friend, their friend, this and their friend, that, heart attacks, strokes, uh, clots, it's happening. So uh, what's doing it? What's the common denominator out there? What have they been telling you to do for the last two and a half years or whatever? Get vaccinated. Uh, I'm suggesting you do not do it and stay away from anyone that has um, recently been vaccinated just don't get too close to them if possible unless you've got good uh, a good immune system and this is what they're taking down your immune system guess why they're doing it with stress stress money stress that every bill is going the interest rates are going up people's bills have doubled in the last year the fuel the the constant negative shit on the radio all adding to the stress all they have to do is add a little bit of something to some 
other things, and boom, you've know, got the the trifecta: stress, toxins, sick. Stress, toxins, sick. And um, the viral thing that uh, I think is, as this guy said, old Italian homeopath, electromagnetic parasite. And he said that was the only, the best way he could describe it in his broken Italian, broken English. I mean, so yeah. And I had a great, um, I had the train ride down to Sydney. I've still, I'm again, not feeling, I've been on the neem oil, N-E-M, N-E-E-M. Uh, it's cleared up um, a few skin things I had, guaranteed. So neem oil, very, apparently it stinks, but I can't smell it. I cannot smell it. Uh, I've been taking it internally a few drops, as I've been, I've been advised to. Oh, here come the black cockatoos. Here they come. Um, can you hear that? There they are. It's going to rain again. And, um, da, 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 yeah, so I read, uh, I re- took the Psychic Dictatorship USA book on the train with me on Thursday. I did a day in Sydney, a night, a day, and another night, came back. And I've been reading it, and there's some very good stuff in here. I mean, it's got so much information, it's not funny, but what, the biggest one that stood out to me that I did read was the um, aspartame, the aspartame story. And just be told that, just going through it, that was a bioweapon. And it perfectly timed, I guess, I mean, everyone, particularly um, the people responsible for it, particularly uh, Donald Rumsfeld, they managed to turn a what is a dangerous drug into a food additive using lobbying and high-power ex-military types taking over um, big corporations that were behind it. It came out of Fort Detrick. It was a – this guy, uh, what's his name, Alex Constantine, his, his uh, research is fantastic. Totally believe the aspartame thing because that's Nutrasweet. Nutrasweet, that was in your Cokes and your Pepsis and your probably, you know, thousands of foods that didn't have sugar. They put aspartame. Phenylalanine, phenylalanine. And your sugar-free chewing gum, same thing. And it causes basically a um, lobotomized brain. You, you, your, your memory, it's obviously affects the brain. And they knew that. So they've been testing this for 30 years before they released it out of Fort Detrick. That's a, so the guys, there's a, there's a paper trail between all of these people involved with the Spartan to military uh, chemical warfare. Now, this... Perfect wave. So they've for 20 years or 30 years before 9/11, they'd been pushing this aspartame. So 50% of all Coke and Pepsi drinkers and whatever. So maybe 50% of the country or the world has been drinking this shit. And no wonder you got so many zombies roaming around the place. No wonder, because aspartame causes memory loss, brain fog, Alzheimer's, tick 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 ticks all the boxes weaponized military grade uh, bio war and that's what this guy said to me he said you've been he, he agreed that he thinks I've been I've picked up something from someone or, or one of the various bio warfare agents out there that are going around and he said as soon as he said as soon as I said can't smell the loss of loss of sense of smell and taste is a is a very common symptom amongst the people now it's a new new a new, new, as Alan Watt cutting through the Matrix used to say, a new normal. It's a new normal. 
it wasn't a thing before. I mean, I've never heard of that before. You know, maybe if you're really sick, you've got a um, horrendous nasal infection, which I think I might have done. But I've had them before and I've never lost a sense of smell. And it's really nasty. And if I was a chef, I'd be unemployed because I couldn't taste it or smell anything. I've got a barely, I can smell some things, but not much. Not much. So, yeah, I haven't been there. So I'll see you on uh, Fakeholders Radio, fakeholders.com. We've got uh, Benoit from Switzerland's back, which is good. He's had a big break. And uh, I've been chatting to him a bit. He's trying to resurrect the uh, Discord, uh, I, I say, futile, because they're just going to take it down again. They really are coming after fo- the truthers, particularly fakeologists. You know, it's had fourth strike, fifth strike, sixth strike. Um, and he's had to change the name. Ab's called calling it realologist on, uh, which is uh, one of my favourite terms on uh, Discord. But the Discord is just uh, if you're popular, if you've got a, a num- that any influential amount of uh, influence, they're going to take you down. So you do all this work, you get all these great people together. Next thing you know, they all got wiped. And if you've got moderators on there, they get their emails and everything blocked permanently. It happened to me once or twice. So, yeah, um, I think I agree with Ab. Uh, get off that one and just go to the main site if you're right, fakeologist.com. And um, that's where the team are. There's a Telegram. There's a um, Gilded. I don't, I'm not on any of them. I'm not really. I don't consider myself one of those, the fakeologist um, canon types. I'm a bit uh, cynical about that. But there's some fantastic stuff on there. You've got some old old faces, uh, and the fantastic Rachel's on the main site. Uh, well, well, I haven't looked at it for a long time, but I know she's, I think she's still there and she's doing some fantastic research. So if you like, um, the look of that site, which I don't, doesn't appeal to me. It's kind of a white background. It's just, there's something about it just doesn't work with me that I, this is the main blog, <coughs> but, uh, it, it's there permanently as Ab says. Permanently, and and I also say go on Discord if you want to do voice call voice chats, which I'm doing now. Do yourself a favour and do some. I'm not into group chats. I do not do them anymore, and I won't be doing any more. I'll do maybe one or two. Uh, on two people at the same time, three people at the same time, but the group chats do not interest me at all. It's uh, you kind of lose your train of thought when there's. 10 people chatting and screaming at each other. <clears throat> so I'm just going to try and – I'm quite happy to do one by myself, and then if that pops in later, I chat away to him. But um, uh, not, not, I don't even listen to them. Do not listen to them. Not interested. Too disconcerting. Years ago it was good, but I, if I was working long hours and I had nothing else to listen to, I'd listen to them. And back in the day, there was some big talent, big talent on those shows. Um. Not so much anymore. Um, a lot of the, a lot of the good guys have kind of disappeared. Tom Dalper is still popping in to Rick and Rollo to chat. He's working away doing his um thing. Napoleon Wilson's retired off uh, audio chats, but he uh, is a listener to uh, this show. Ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. And let's uh, making sure I'm, am I being recorded? Am I being recorded? Yes, I am. So, yeah, um, what can I say? Um, just about February, PSYOP City, PSYOP City, and uh, I looked at the um, half, the, the latest two shootings in America with Chinese, in the Chinese community. 
on the lunar Chinese New Year, and they'd, one of them's Half Moon Bay shooting. The other one was actually at a lunar New Year celebration, a mushroom factory of some form. And then I looked at the uh, detective female policewoman in charge of the investigation, Half Moon Bay, Christina Corpus. And I went, right, Christina Corpus, that's Corpus Christi, Christ Corpus, you know, the body of Christ. You know, this is a made-up name, guaranteed. But obviously, she's um, you know a, a, a person there. But it's you know, what, what was the the first shooting? I was driving along, and my son was with me, who's kind of listens to me, the youngest one, not like the middle one. He does not listen to me. And uh, next thing you know, the shooting came on. I said, "I bet you he was seven. I bet you he was twenty-seven, the shooter." And it came straight away. I said, "No, seventy-two. So I got the nut, what, numbers ran the wrong way. But I knew there'd be 11 dead and the shooter would be uh, either 27 or it was something that would add up to nine. And bang, sure enough, I was right. He, I think he was impressed with that because I was saying, as the numbers were coming out, I was saying it'll be 10 in a shoot. And it, sure enough, it was 11 people dead, including the shooter, old Chinese guy. Uh, but his age, I got wrong. The wrong, the digits ran the wrong way. But who can blame me? I mean, just you know, I was pretty good though. If it was Lotto or Aquino, I would have won. I would have won. Anyway, this is uh, Rick uh, on Fakeless Radio, Fakeless dot com on Sunday, the twenty ninth of January. We'll pop back in a minute and read a bit of that um, a Spartan story. Be told. LSG33. I'm Rachel. Connor Kuv. Original Simulus. Robbie Parker. This is Ohio Lahan. You are listening to Fakeologist Radio at fakeologist.com. Fast Value, what a voice. What a voice. What a voice. Um, where Where is Fast Value? I assume he's probably on someone else's page, site. Um, good researcher. Doesn't put up. He's a, a bit older than me. And you're getting, you get to an age where you just don't put up with people. And I have uh, been a bit that way myself lately. I've uh, removed a certain person because he was starting to point things at me. And I thought, out of respect, uh, I would never do something like that. So you're out. Bomb. Gone. Permanent. You won't be coming back. Um, no time for idiots at the moment. No time for any stupidness. No time for energy vampires. And there are they are out there to waste your time and to annoy you. So this is Rick. On Fakeholders Radio, Fakeholders.com, on Sunday, the 29th of January, 2022. And I've been listening to some good um, stuff lately and a fantastic one I got off uh, Infinite Plane Radio. I think uh, Mr. Osman himself was on the 19 code. And be told, this guy is a fantastic researcher. I'll give you the name of it. I'll put it onto the recommended podcast, Rick and Rollo Discord. Um, the 19 code, and guess who's behind it? It's the speaking of behind, Baha'i, behind, Baha'i, Baha'i. And now I've been pointing towards uh, the uh, the Hindu and the uh, uh, kind of you know obscure religions. Baha'i is big business, man, big business. And Baha'i have 19 days in their calendar month, they have 19 months, one of the months only has five days. Everything about them is 19, COVID-19. Pfizer's releasing 19 new products next year, or this year, 19. 
So 19 is a real coded number, and it also means slaughter in um, uh, Hebrew. In the, and if you look in the Strong's Concordance and look up 19, the Sephora, it is slaughter. What are the odds? What are the odds? But 19, it's, it's, it's a um, meta, uh, what do you call it, a metonic cycle the nine, of the moon is 19. So 19 is, I mean, it's everywhere. I mean, there's three great songs that I can think of now. Let me think. I Was Only 19, 19 by Thin Lizzy's uh, Phil Linnett, and 19 by the other guy that I can't remember his name. That, um, what's his name? Pop into my head. But he, he did 19. It was a electronic kind of stuff. They love 19, be told 19. And if Baha'i Baha are the global religion, they've got the kind of their logo is every religion. And so this is coming. Baha'i temples uh, and Baha'i is a thing. It's the new big, I think it's going to be the new power global religion. And they apparently were the ones talking about the new world order way before anyone else. Way before anyone else. Apparently. Apparently. So, yeah, listen, I'll find this show... In the name of the guy, I'll just have a turn off for a second. I'll come back one second. Okay, it's David Ewing. Ewing, E, that's as in J.R. Ewing. J.R. Ewing, John Rockefeller Ewing, I guarantee. That's probably where J.R. came from. Uh, John Ewing Jr. I mean, um, whatever I just said, Ewing Jr. Fantastic. Good stuff. I think he's... English and the guy interviewing him is Swedish. That's the, the co-host or the, the the guy that interviews him. Really good stuff. Uh, what's the name? The one's called Matrix Nineteen. Uh, again, t Tim Osman shared them today on the IPS Discord on the Think Tank. Uh, look, highly recommended. I just went through and listened to both those, and he's got a lot of stuff on YouTube. I think the site's called. Hang on, I will go while I'm talking live onto YouTube. What have we got here? So it's David. His site is called Act Like You Know 26. YouTube account. Act Like You Know 26. David Euning Jr., Matrix 19. And the second one's called New World Order, COVID, the Code 19, the scam. Nothing to do with COVID. This is Code 19, the 19 scam. Highly recommended. This is my um, thing that I like the most. And a lot of stuff I didn't know. Uh, which is, you know, always good because there's so much information out there. And I'm, again, forgetting more than I remember half the time. But I totally re recommend the David Ewing Jr. Um, Code 19 show. So go to Act Like You Know 26 on YouTube and listen. Good stuff. Highly recommended. Highly recommended. And I listen to uh, Melissa and Weston, which um, – the, the, that's Alan Watts, the late Alan Watts' wife, doing some really good stuff. And they do an, they're guests on another show, a bigger, well, not a big American show, but it's pretty good. Got a lot of good production. She's just started her own podcast. I recommend going and finding out about that. I can't remember the name of it. Uh, um, Real history or history something or other with Melissa. Really enjoyable. Really enjoyable. She knows her stuff. No two ways about it. No two ways about it. I like to do something on a regular basis and get her, get on that show and uh, chat because, uh, yeah, she's good. She's absorbed Alan's knowledge.
absorbed Alan's by osmosis. By osmosis. <clears throat> anyway, you're listening to uh, Rick on Rick the uh, on the um, the Robbie Williams of the uh, Fakeologist Australian Roundtable. The Robbie Williams of Fakeologist Australia Roundtable. That's a joke. Anyone that calls you the Robbie Williams of anything is probably insulting you. He was the most talented member of that take that, but he could not ever crack America because they don't like people that are full of themselves. And I'm not suggesting that I am, but I'm saying that Robbie Williams, he's the biggest ego I've ever seen of a bloke who shouldn't have one. I mean, to me, he's got two or three DNA strands off um, sitting on the back of a yellow bus with a hanky over the top of his head, waving at people as he goes past. He looks like he's not that far off being one of those special people. It's a bit mean, but, you know, he's got lots of money. He can cope. But um, he could not crack America because they they can pick a guy who's full of shit. And he's got some talent, but he's, the British love him. That's a sign. It's not a good sign either. It's not a good sign. They love Kylie Minogue. And she he did a song with her too. Competent singer, probably barely competent. Probably had the songs written for him, but uh, out of t- take that, he's made a great solo career. I would say. So I'm um, just describe myself as the uh, as a joke, the Robbie Williams of the Fakeholders Australia Roundtable. The Polly Wilson will probably appreciate that. <coughs> anyway, what else can I uh, talk about? I'll be back. I'll be back. I'll be back. Oh, I'll tell you what I should be talking about. I had a great uh, conversation with um, pro- producer of the stars, Velocet, the other night. Gave me a call. He's um, he seems in a good 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 way. He was um, describing his two days at Rollo's place that made him give up alcohol for probably the rest of his life after he sat in that balcony too long and saw what alcohol can do to people. But he, um, he's got the hoax syndicate stuff happening and he's going to start doing, um, helping people do shows, me being one of them. Or we can put them on the hoax, net, hoax syndicate. So he's in a good, he sounds really good. He's, um, uh, sounds fantastic actually. I've not got his number now. I didn't have his number. I lost it. Well, I had it, but I didn't realize who he was. I didn't save it. Um, but always good to chat with uh, the wonderful producer of the Fake Oldest Australian Roundtable, 52 shows we did. They're now on Hoax Syndicate. So look up Hoax Syndicate. I think every one of our shows are on there. And these are, I wouldn't recommend them to anyone, really, you know, not, not if you're normal. But if you're not normal, <laughs> and you can appreciate the absolute chaos, but well-produced chaos, music, um, a lot of rambling and screaming at each other and trying to talk over the top and me being one of the worst defenders there. Um, really good Fake Hollers Australia Roundtable. It's the F-A-R-T, the Fart Podcast. We didn't mean to call it that. I mean, the Fart Podcast because I think, again, Napoleon Wilson, he spotted the acronym that none of us could, was so inebriated. And uh, that's what it's called, so F-A-R-T podcast, entertaining, some mu- good music, plenty of good information in there. It's got a lot of fans. There's a lot of people like that show, including um, some of the some bigger stars out there that I know have listened to it. 
because uh, we plugged a few people. Steve Outram certainly shared it on his um, one of his sites, and what, and rightly so, because I was blowing smoke up and left, right, and centre, vaping it. Um, and right, uh, I'll talk about him actually in one of his things that not many people know about that he did on lifting the veil with Nathan Stoltman, which I don't really recommend. But he used to have Outram on there, and he does some. One breakdown that should have been a big one was the 20-man car crash of a, a limo in New York. That, I mean, honestly, that was just, you know, have you ever heard of 20 people getting killed in one car crash? It happened. It happened, apparently. And Steve Outram broke it down expertly. Another Kiwi, of course. Another Kiwi, have to say that. Uh, this He managed to trace, left the FBI um, uh, set up, setting up um, terrorists, supposed terrorists, by recruiting imbeciles, imbeciles, and, you know, offering them, you know, money to turn up and, you know, getting them to agree to do something stupid and then having the real FBI come in and arrest them and they can claim that they've just broken up a terrorist cell. Total bullshit that they were doing that for sure. And the main instigator of that was one of the main guys killed in this car crash. Well, that got killed in the, as the, as the thing uh, went into a gut, flipped over, 20 people died. What a load of old cobblers be told. One million percent. One million percent. And Steve Outram on the, the show, uh, uh, bah, 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 on the show, lifting the veil, did a good breakdown of it. Not only did he break that down, he traced it into the, he had witchcraft, all the incredible conspiracy Stuff that he managed to, the, the actual location of the site was a site where there'd been a witch, famous witch used to live there, and oh, it was incredible. I was blown away. My son's taking photos of the cat, 3D scanning the cat, as you do, as you do with somebody. Anyway, yeah, so I highly recommend if you can find that. I don't know where it is. It might be online, it might, might be on the Lifting the Veil with Steve out from 20 man car crash. 20-person car crash in New York. It's as good as he did on the Burning Man stuff. And that Burning Man stuff, that, that is faultless conspiracy research. Faultless. Absolutely faultless. Absolutely nailed every single thing you can possibly do about And that's an impressive thing, be told. I've been around for 40-something years, and he's one of the top. He just, he's just got a nose for research. Um, really good. You know, he's a character. He's got a lot of money. He's probably, you know, he's been to 20 Burning Man, so he's off his head a fair bit, guaranteed. But um, when it comes to breaking down stuff, man, that guy is good. So highly recommend uh, Steve Outram's work. And I'll wait. If Ab turns up, he'll probably ask what's Rollo been up to. I'll just say he's been drinking a lot, a lot. So um, no change there, but... Um, Rather than say it twice, I'll wait for Ab to turn up. But uh, he seems to be quite happy and uh, still alive. Still alive. Doesn't want to do shows. Probably a good thing. Best not um, tell everybody how stupid you are on a recorded call, in my mind. That's just one of my pieces of advice, sage pieces of advice. I'm just sitting here brushing my pussy on Sunday, the... Uh, and literally am brushing a cat as I talk. Um, Sunday the 
29th of January. What a year, though. So that's two big psyops in America. As soon as you get to the, uh, lib- was it the liberal, what do they call over there? The Democrats, the shootings start, the fake shootings. And they're deliberately putting, I mean, obvious fake as anything names and, and people just to, you know, keep us gossiping away and watching the wrong thing when the real thing going down is the, um, World Economic Forum's, um, uh, climate and food agenda. That's happening. Old Klaus, he's just been holding court there and charging $50 for a, um, what was it? A, a Mexican, like a taco. There were $50 tacos on the menu. Benoit shared it, uh, the World Economic Forum in Switzerland. One law for you, another for them. Uh, it would have been full of organic meat, probably sourced from Prince Charles's, um, uh, you know, organic farms that he has. Not for you though, not for you. Um, you're going to be eating bugs, and they keep going on about this. They really are, and it's there. There, bug meal, bug meal, is a thing. Insect meal or whatever, like bug meal. You can get it when you go shopping now. Would I eat it? Uh, no, not not knowingly, but um, you know, if you want to eat insects, good on you, good on you. But I prefer to eat um a decent steak. Or, uh, you know, something a bit healthier. Um, I've just made enough, I've got enough fur off this cat to make a, um, action man, um, uh, yeti suit. If he, if there was a yeti suit for, available for action men dolls, this cat has got so much excess fur because the weather is so hot here all of a sudden. And we're finally getting what we'd call a traditional Australian summer, but we're not getting it. We're getting it. At the tail end of where we should be getting it. So they've managed to turn the weather cycles completely all over the place. Completely all over the place. Um, uh, did, 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 uh, yeah, I'm just going to, I'll go through, I'll flick through a little bit of a highlights of the Aspartame scam. The Aspartame scam. In one second. You are listening to Rick talking to himself. The other chap is interesting too. It's, it's called Funny Money, Johnny Carson, the CIA and the SNL savings and loan crisis. So Johnny Carson, naughty Johnny Carson, was a, very heavily involved with um, uh, commercial. So he was a CEO of um, the savings and loan bank, one of the big the banks, and that directly linked with cocaine trade. The well-known uh, – I'll read it here. It says – a founder of the bank, legendary NBC Tonight Show, Donnie Carson, paid $1,950,000 for shares of the commercial stock and had become a CEO of the um, Savings and Loan Bank, Commercial Bank of California. Um and he became CEO, but the bank's financial troubles weren't all that preyed on the Carson's mind. Tim Hoffman, an informant and joint FBI, FBI DEA investigation of Don, John DeLorean, had informed agents that an automaker, that the automaker had a partner in the cocaine trade, a certain well-known talk show host. Oh, that's all I need to say. Work it out. Who would that be? He was obviously making an awful lot of money. That's why he's grinning all the time and on his show. One of the one of the good shows though. He was a good host, <laughs> a very good host. Um, 
Oh, and E. Howard Hunt. Now, I've got an interesting, interesting story about E. Howard Hunt. See, one of the top CIA dirty tricks, uh, psychological operations, and men. You don't listen to Rick Tongue himself. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Hi, I'm Shane from Ireland. I would like to recommend fakeologist.com for all your truth. Hello, Shay from Ireland. Wonderful bumper. Yeah, uh, you're listening to Rick on the 29th of January, 2023. Yeah, I've got lots of uh, second degrees of association. Lots of them. I've got over the years. I've worked with lots and met lots of interesting people. I could name drop, and I do, but not too many. Not not, not the good ones. <laughs> but I know. Anyway, a good friend of mine had been in the military, who I worked for, for um, a number of years, uh, even after he died. At the same age I am now, he had a heart attack and passed away, and his wife kept the business going in the film industry, and that's where I'd, that's why I'd, you know, I was on The Matrix and Dark City. I can tell you all about them and um, interesting anecdotes. I've done it all on the FART podcast. Roller keeps going on and on. I don't tend to bring it up a great deal anymore. But um, anyway, this guy, he, used to, you know, he wouldn't talk a lot about his background, but he was, you know, in the British Special Air Service. And one thing he did mention, though, and this is, I wished I'd, he was still around so I could ask him a little bit more, but he said to me, he was trying to, he said, he was talking about the um, Nixon, the Watergate thing, and he said, he named the guy, and I think it was... Um, uh, he held hunt, and he told me that what was the motorbike going past? That he was in a lecture. This is a true story, and I totally believe this guy. Me and him are very good friends, and it was a late night story, one of those ones you get, you know, when they're sitting around working on something, and you just things pop into your head. So he was driving a taxi, and after he left the army, and he came over here. And he was working as a, in the entertainment industry. He was doing singing and bits and pieces. He was driving a taxi. And he, had, he was outside there. He picked someone outside the American club. And he reckoned the guy got, was standing there with his assistant, a good, very good-looking secretary. And they got in the car. And he recognized him as being Hunt that he was in a lecture with in 1963 in Britain at the base. And they were attending a lecture together and they had a cup of tea together afterwards and had a small conversation. He reckons he turned around, as he was as he was driving, he said, I bet you don't remember me. He looked at in the, in the rear vision, you know, looked at the thing, because he, he remembered him, he said, because he's still, you know, pretty charismatic guy. And this Ehout Hunt is fucking, he's prestigious in, in, this, in the conspiracy gang, especially the CIA. I mean, he's one of their top... Men of the day. And anyway, the guy said, driver, turn your head. And he said, he just t- put his head onto a side angle and he said, gave him his first and second name and said, Wales, uh, November, no, was it? He goes, May the 3rd, 1963. He, rem- he had a photographic memory and remembered who he was. And my mate was absolutely, he just said it was incredible. Now, I've read more than you 
can imagine of biographies of these type of people. And the very common thing back in the day was photographic memories were recruited. People with photographic memories were heavily recruited. The guy that did um, that Tom Cruise plays in the um, uh, the movie about um, Air America, that that well known pilot that got um, whacked by the um, the Bush family, guaranteed. That was running the doing all the flying for the Air America. He had a photograph memory. His wife said he could walk into a room and he could read things upside down and remember it. He could look at a bit of paper and then come back and recite every page, every word off that page, even if it was upside down. His wife and son both said that. So Hunt's son, I think his name's, he's, his son does podcasts or does shows as well. But my friend said that he, said he picked him up outside the American club. But I'd been in that club when I was doing security. It would be the, it's a beautiful old, old, building in the very salubrious part of the city that overlooks, um, I think it's Hyde Park, and it's all brass and timber, and it has binoculars and telescopes, and it's it's where the uh, hobnobs of America, uh, politics and probably military meet. And I was doing security for a different firm, and I was there while I had workers in there because I didn't trust the workers. So I've been to this place. So I knew that this place, this guy was standing at the front in 1978 or so, uh, or 79, after he got out of jail, because I think he got jailed for the Watergate break-in. He was, he was in, he had been jailed and he left, he'd left the agency, the agency, but he'd never leave. <laughs> anyway, so that's a kind of a second degree interesting story. And there's more, but I'll move on. Guaranteed. I'm full of them. I'm full of them, be told. Always an interesting story on the Be Told show. At, no, sorry, and the reason why I'm wrong that, there's a chapter on E. Howard Hunt in this book, Psychic Dictatorship USA, and it's very interesting. Um, really interesting. Now, it's trying to find the, the story about... Um, the Aspartam, I don't really read it, but just be assured that you are to avoid NutraSweet and Aspartame and anything with those products in there. They've even weaponized the wheat that you eat, the wheat that you eat that causes uh, massive um, uh, inflammation of your body. That's why all the cat foods now, it's funny that nearly all the good cat foods proudly say wheat-free, grain-free, wheat-free, grain-free, because they know it fucks cats up. It does. It causes them to get fat and die young, whereas my cats have been fed with uh, healthy stuff, and they're all quite healthy. The one's 70 years old sitting next to me now. I'm very happy. Um, avoid grains and, and stuff like that. I mean, I'm one to talk because I've got an issue. I've got a, a night problem that I sometimes if I go to bed late, I'll get up and I'll eat bread. Not so much anymore, but I do. It's happened, and that swells your brain up. It causes inflation, inflation, inflammation, inflation. That's going up too. But inflammation it stops you thinking correctly, and you're wondering why you got brain fog and you can't think clearly. Your brain's swelling up because of this hot hybrid wheat that they've 
found that they've formed over years and years of genetically fucking up or just crossbreeding certain wheats and and then adding soy to most of your breads. Look at your breads. Go and have a look at your breads, people. Walk up the stairs, down the stairs, and find some bread and see if you can find – you'll see soy flour has been added to a lot of your normal breads, even the good ones, even the good ones. Soy flour will fuck you up. And I'm here a living testament because I've had every now and then I get brain fog, dizzy. It's probably because I've eaten bread the day before. I find it incredibly addictive. I think it attacks your receptors that makes you want to have more and more and more of it. Like um, sugar does, white sugar. Mm, white sugar, toxic, toxic, guaranteed. So, yeah, um, just be be aware of soy flour in your normal bread. They've mixed it in to kind of thin out their, their normal one. So just, you're going to have to pay good money to go and get real bread if you want to eat bread. Be told. Good money too. Get a um, a rye that's you know sourdough rye that might cost you in Australia well over ten dollars now certainly at least ten dollars. But it, if you're going to eat bread, that's what you got to have. And real uh, avoid the seed oils, but apart from olive oil. But then look at the find out about your olive oil. Was it really cold pressed? I I reckon most of it isn't. It's a very you know to cold press olive oil, you've got to pack the thing in ice to do it properly, and how many are doing that? How much things that are, say they're organic are organic? I query that. You've really got to be onto the stuff now because as the, the, the herbalist said to me the other day, we're being attacked left, right, and center. They want us gone. And he said he's never seen so many people coming in with cancers and ill. And he, and he said prepared to spend as, as anything. So he's happy because he's making lots of money. But he said he's so disappointed that the people have taken things that they he kind of advised them not to take, and they did. So, yeah, very interesting. I could talk about that all day. And just on the side note, if you want to look into E. Howard Hunt, just remember who, what was the character name of Mission Impossible's uh, Tom Cruise character? It's Ethan Hunt. E. Hunt, and I'm telling you now, that would have been a sly um, complimentary thing that they put into that show. The original show, highly recommended, the black and white version, where you had uh, completely different characters, and then and it had uh, Leonard Nimoy as Paris, the master of disguise, using uh, real um, rubber and, you know, like the... Uh, hyper-realistic masks, he was doing that. Probably a lot of truth in the original Mission Impossible. But E. Howard Hunt, that guy's fascinated me for many years, especially after I, you know, had a kind of a second degree, uh, second removal uh, meeting. So someone I know knew him. Knew, rather sadly, unfortunately, a rest in peace. But um, um, his son was saying on an interview, which is absolutely fascinating, and this just shows you the depth of these guys, of how clever they are. They're cunning. You know, the, the, the old style, you know, your, your old OSS um, intelligence agents, uh, you know, the different kettle of fish than any other normal person, recruited on that basis. Again, ph- photographic memory, uh, ability to, you know, just probably way higher IQs than normal. 
and probably all educated at very similar schools, recruited very early on. E. Howard Hunt for sure. I mean, he's. I mean, you you cannot imagine where that goes. It pops up in death squads in South America. Is you know he's trained so many people. He's dead, of course now. But as some are saying, when he retired, well, if he did retire, but anyway, he was in I think living there in Mexico or somewhere like that, and he was complaining to his son about a neighbour on another kind of high rise that had chickens that were waking uh, roosters that were waking. Uh, uh, sorry a rooster or chickens that were waking him up every morning. So there might have been two or one, whatever. And he, he, this, this place was, you know, right across the road, you know, high up. You couldn't see them. He could just hear them. How did he kill those roosters or that rooster? Uh, you know, how would you you'd think, how would I get up there? Da, da, da. He didn't. What he did is he froze some uh, rat poison pellets and ice cubes and brought a high-powered sh- uh, slingshot and fired them over into the building where they melted and the chickens ate them and died. That is a CIA hitman for you. Be told. That is the kind of person. And they're out there's people out there that have got that kind of uh, credible, uh, you know, they get a solution to a problem and they utilise it. Um, that's just a normal type of thing to some people. But what a very clever way of killing someone's rooster when you can't even see them, but you're close enough to hear them. Therefore, you're close enough to fire a uh, high-powered Shanghai with a ice cube with uh, cyanide pellets in it, or whatever. The, what do they use for killing rats? It's um, yeah, cyanide or one of those toxins. I thought that was quite. It was funny, but not funny for the rooster. Poor rooster. <laughs> Just doing his normal thing, waking up people, and um, next thing you know, he's pecking away on his rooftop um, apartment, and he's dead. There you go. There you go. But that's on, I think his son's name's Saint. He's got a really old English power family first name, Saint. It's like Saint John Hunt, it might be. I think it's Saint John Hunt. And then you look up Saint John Cross, and say, there's a real, you know, like he did, he named his son after the, the, the gang. You know, the uh, high-level Masonic-type gang that he was with. Um, interesting anecdotes, though, from St. John Hunt, um, if that's his name. I think it is. Uh, what else? What else? What else? What else? You're listening to another hour of Fakeologist Radio on Fakeologist.com. This is Klaus Fobb from the Bailey Economic Forum. You're listening to Ike talking to himself on the uh, January. The, uh, let's have a look. Okay, it's uh, 29th of uh, January uh, 2023. Thank you, Klaus. <coughs> Jeez, Klaus Schwab's been all over the place on uh, mainstream media. Uh, not mainstream media, the conspiracy show. Because the real people have never heard of him before. And again, I'll keep saying this. He is modelled on Davros, the creator of the Daleks of Doctor Who, that mysteriously arrived the day after the Kennedy PSYOP in uh, you know, 23rd of um, November. 1963, Doctor Who, Doctor Who, that's a NLP, so we, when we hear the word the WHO, World Health Organization, we assume Doctor 
Do you know how many doctors were actually in the board of the World Health Organization? Probably about 10%. The rest of them are all bureaucrats. You know, particularly this COVID scam that we went through. The COVID, the COVID cull that we've just been through. So, um, going through, going through. So yeah, um, Davos, Davros and Klaus looks just like Davros and this Davros has, Davros has a leather coat, bald head and there's Klaus Schwab and his ridiculous outfit from a few years ago looking just like him. There's a there, there, be told. I've already met, I'll keep going on about it because people need to know that he's, he's your uh, bad guy that you're being uh, frightened with. That the normal people, the normal people have never heard of. And they can't see him. It's like, it's like the invaders with Roy Finns. Finns, one of the great uh, shows of my childhood. It was on before I was born, but they replayed it a bit. And I remember watching it. And it's about a, the invaders is about a guy who's, he knows his aliens are on the planet and they're out to, to take over, but he can't tell anyone because no one believes them. Because when you kill one of them, they just evaporate and there's nothing left. The only way you can spot them, they've got a bent little finger. And I think I've got one too, actually, because I broke it, but not that I'm an alien, but um, I'd be, you know, if Roy Thins come after me, you'd probably think that I was one. Watch that, watch that's a great show. And it's, it was back then they said, oh, it's a, referring to communism, that, you know, the, it, it was a, a thinly veiled allegory to communism. But now we can see that we, we, you're trying to tell people about Klaus Schwab, but they can't see him. And if they do, they don't care. The conspiracy theorists care, and they're always watching him and um, uh, that little hideous little troll Greta Thunberg that really upset the conspiracy theorists because she is deliberately marketed for that. If they wanted to have a person that everyone liked, they would have found a little part African-American, part, you know, an attractive-looking Someone that doesn't look scary like she looks. She looks scary. She looks scary. So um, th- these people are put in front to terrify this conspiracy theorist, I believe. It's particularly Schwab. I mean, you know, speaks like this, and you know, he's got the, he's got the voice of the uh, German, you know, classic German bad guy in the Bond movies. The Bond movies. He looks just like um, Blofeld, and. Um, there he is. Um, I'm just about to feed a baby magpie. This is live action here, folks. Live action. In the backyard. Cooling down with some wind. And I've got baby magpies. They're so cute. I don't know if you've ever seen a magpie, the baby ones. They're great big things, but they're a different colour than their parents. And they make this, they cry and carry on and make their parents run around and feed them. I've been through that. Been through that. They're very, they're very similar to my children, or one of them in particular, by sitting there and making a loud amount of noise and you run, run off and make some meal that no one else was getting, but they want something different. Baby magpies are very similar, and they are absolutely gorgeous. And they make, I like their song that they sing. If they like you, they start singing this really nice song. And I've got one stalking around me right now. Um... So I think I might just wait for Ab to come on and stop chatting. But I'll, I'll just keep popping in and talking briefly, possibly. 
I haven't been listening to anything on Folkologists, so I'm, I'm behind the, with the, any of their new shows. I think Ben Wyer's probably done something. I think John LeBond came on and done something. I haven't heard any of them. I've been only listening to... I listened to Crow again after many years, or uh, many months, catching up on some of the good information he has, and he does, for sure. Um, I Sadly, I have to, with Infinite Plane, I have to, I, Ab told me how to do it, you have to download them because it comes out in video form. So if I turn my phone off or turn the screen off, the, the stream disappears. Um, really stupid. I don't know how, why, why that's happening, but I cannot find him on other platforms now. So he's definitely being targeted or what he needs to do is set up his own thing like, uh, he should get Velocet involved with him. If he wants to get successful, get in contact with Velocet. Be told. The guy is a genius. The guy is absolutely wasting his time getting a normal job. He should be doing what he does best, producing podcasters because podcasting is the new medium. It is the new medium. Forget about mainstream media. It's gone. People love to have their own show when they want it, not when the news says that you should listen to the news. And I recommend, again, 21 Century Why. I always enjoy Pat Henningsen's stuff. I don't listen to – I used to listen to The Boiler Room, but they have some good guests. Um, it's funny how you go off some shows and you – you listen to everything they did for five years and then you just don't listen to them at all. Um, this Rick and Rollo Discord has a recommended podcast page, which is very good. Very good. With a few guys that will be sharing what they've listened to. <coughs> Resmut Jeff from uh, Washington. Always putting some good stuff. Johnny's List, putting some good stuff. Johnny Come Lately from Tasmania, putting some good stuff. Rollo's putting some very good stuff. But, but what he does is it's mainly entertainment. Um, uh, if YouTube is jumping up and down about whatever Disney's just done. And the biggest one is that is it Velma. I couldn't remember the name. Is it Velma the, from Scooby-Doo? That show, dear idea, what have they done? They've changed the colour, killed the dog, made the bloke a wimpy, um, the white guy is the main joke of the show. And... Shaggy has now got dreadlocks and changed colour as well. And the show is just basically just attacking white men, white people. That really is annoying. Really is annoying. I don't identify as a white male. I identify as being a bit of a, you know, a bitzer, I would say. You know, I don't think of myself as being white traditionally, but... um. I, don't, I think everyone should identify themselves as just a human, as a human. That's the best way to do it. Don't put yourself in any category. Don't dye your hair blue. What is it about these blue hair, green hair? And they all tend, I don't mean to be mean, but they don't tend to be particularly attractive to any sex. And they're everywhere. And you know, but and tattoos. Can, I've never seen so many people getting tattoos in my life. Even the little town near me, that the only fame it got is when Bob Hope crash landed there in 1944, has now got a very busy tattoo parlour. That people come from miles around. There's five or six of them in there, buzzing away, marking people for life with the new, you know, women 
women getting sleeves, women, you know, like, it's just, I'm afraid I like to be an individual and not be a conformist. They think they're individuals. I don't think they are. I think they're all, the, the body dysmorphia thing is part of the, uh, the culture of creation for sure. And it started, New Zealand was led the way as usual in the 80, late 80s, early 90s for piercings and, you know, stupid tattoos, stupid tattoos, which I consider facial, uh, necks, um, you know, women just going in there and tattooing up and down their thighs, assuming, assuming wrongly, wrongly that those thighs are going to look like that in 10 years time. They're going to be stretched all over the place, especially if you've had children and those tattoos are not, and that, that little cute phrase you've had written in, um, nice fine lettering is going to look like a, um, psychotic, um, graffiti artist sprayed it on a wall, you know, with, with, with his paint canister not working properly. That's what it will look like. They don't seem to think that, you know, they've got their, all these little phrases tattooed on their hips and their arms and the back of their arms. Not going to look good in the future. Not going to look good in the future. Sorry. Don't mean to be negative, but uh, I'm just being a realist here. Your skin goes all over the place. Female skin and male, even male skin does. But yeah, but I've never seen the amount of tattoos on people ever that's going on right now. There's just, it, you know, I'm just watching them come out all ages coming out because I go to the gym, which is two doors up from it. So I, I see them. And everyone loves the business being there because it brings so many people to the area. Now, who would have thought that, that was a good thing that a tattoo parlor opening up was good for the business? But it is. This is 2023. People are not happy with their bodies. They want markings all over them. Markings all over them, which kind of, you know, why do they need to get a, 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 a facial recognition chip when they can just um, get you to tattoo uh, something original on your arm that they cannot use for identification in future? Uh, that's what I would say they're doing it for. Possibly. No one's happy about what they've got. This is mainstream media has been pushing this, of course. Women's magazines and men's magazines. Bodybuilding magazines. Uh, again, the Weeder, um, the, you know, Joe Weeder in the 80s, late 70s and 80s bodybuilding. You're not to be happy with your body. You've got to take drugs and get make it bigger and bigger and bigger. And now women are doing it, um, taking male hormones and steroids, and uh, it's, it's just uh, uh, what would your great grandmother think or what your grandparents think about what's happening now? They'd be shocked. They would be shocked. But unfortunately, they're not here. But um, I've got that kind of, you know, I'm a bit of a been around since the '60s. Uh, I've got a, I've got memories of the '60s. Like I can remember. The 1969, particularly, I was five and roaming around. I just remember watching Doctor Who and being terrified of the episode Doctor Who and the Cybermen on the moon, the same year of the moon landing, be told. And I was terrified. That, that show and the Cybermen, I mean, there's so much in Doctor Who, for sure. Great show. Rollo's an authority on Doctor Who. Even if he's had three bottles of vodka, he can tell you which episode, which, and who was in which, and who produced it. No, there's no lack of uh, information on Doctor Who. Doesn't matter how many bottles of vodka the guys had. Up to three now. Up 
chapter three, he's going for the record, the Olympic vodka record, which would be four. Uh, um, yeah, but Doctor Who, there's so much. And again, I say Doctor Who, Doctor Who was put came out the day after the Kennedy thing as a thing. The guy looks like the the mate, the Daleks creator is Davos, a uh, Davros, and he looks like Klaus Schwab. No coincidence, no coincidence. Be told, 100%. You, you're hearing information here for the fifth time by me, but the first time by me, I don't think anyone else. As far as I can, I'm aware, has tied in the Doctor and Doctor Who as being NLP. For for uh, 60 years, we've had Doctor Who. So we hear the word Who, the World Health Organization. We hear the word Doctor at the same time. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Bill Gates, Doctor Bill Gates. Do you think that guy has got the? Would you trust him to feed your cat when you went on holiday? No. No. Still haven't seen Avatar. I'm just going to reiterate that. Still haven't seen it. Not going to see it. But uh, talked to a friend of mine the other night. He went to see it in 3D. And I saw a pair of 3D glasses sitting on the table. And I said, where'd you get them from? And now you don't get them and give them back because of COVID. You have to buy them. And apparently he thought it was fantastic. He said it's action-packed and enjoyable. And he sat through 3.2 hours of what I would consider brainwash. And he is brainwashed. But um, I'm not going to watch the movie. Not going to watch the movie. Sam Worthington is obviously, uh, you know, somehow very lucky enough to become part of the franchise. Three more movies coming out eventually. So James Cameron really wants whatever the narrative of Avatar to be a thing, a thing. Blue people, blue people. And look at... um, uh, the other very dodgy, James Gunn, who directed a number of these Marvel movies, he's suspicious, very suspicious. Uh, but to, it's too many weird mentions of, you know, sex organs and things like that in, in those movies and kids, you know, as, as jokes. Like, you know, you don't, these movies are aimed at kids. They don't need to know about things like that. And, um, I reckon, I think, um, his movies, what are they called? The Guardians, <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy, which I've watched all of, all of, did not enjoy him that much. I could just see there's a, there's a there there, and the girl from Avatar is on in green, so she's black. I forget her name, she's very good looking. She's green on that movie, but blue in Avatar. You'd think that the they'd say this is a racial thing, and why do they have to dye skin for a movie? But there's a there there. At this blue and green people. I mean, to be honest, why are they making blue people attractive? Because what colour do you go when you're dead? Hmm? Is this something to do with the uh, Frankfurt School's um, uh, necrophilia agenda, which they do have? They said that the very final thing after pedophilia being normalised is necrophilia. They want it normalised. That's in their writings from the 50s. Um. Jay Dyer's globalist book series, look into them. Some, he, he just, he's just reading from other books. Forget about his personality because he does annoy some people. He does annoy some people. But uh, he's just reading via – he got his stuff from Alan Watt and probably Alex Jones, but Alex Jones got his stuff from Alan Watt as well. 
and reads those books by, you know, he, he read the Frankfurt School guys, you know, Hawkheimer and uh, Adorno and et cetera. And the ant before you could, they build, build back better after they burn society to the ground, necrophilia needs to be introduced. Is this why they're blue people or green people? They're making green people attractive because that's what you color you go and you're dead. You stop breathing. That's just my theory here. It's, and it's just a theory, but I am a registered conspiracy theorist. I have to warn people this, apparently. I am a registered conspiracy theorist. So I could come up with all sorts of things. Don't take it take it with a grain of salt, or take it with an ounce of salt, rather. Frank, 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 Frank. An ounce of salt. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Why, why, why do they have to die good-looking part Indian, I think she is, African-American, um, yeah, let's direct talking himself. This is Waterman Chris. Nadir Lissette. I'm Roller. Uninstall Media. Zach Cupboard. Fantasle. You are listening to Fakeologist Radio at fakeologist.com. Hey folks, this is Alan, what's his name? And you're listening to Rick talking to himself on January the 29th. 2023. Thank you, Alan. What's his name? Again, highly recommend uh, the new um, actual Alan Watts site run by his ex. Well, no, sorry, his wife, still wife, but his widow, Melissa. Um, fantastic. Um, her new show. Uh, go and try and find it, or just go and cutting through the matrix. I mean, I think, talk about a glitch in the Matrix. I mean, the fact that I am on that show with Ab doing impersonation of Alan Watt, that's a glitch in the Matrix, I say, in my life. To be on actual the actual show I've been listening to nonstop for many years, and I'm on there impersonating Alan Watt. There you go. That's the way things are in 2023, be told. You're listening to Fakeologist Radio on Fakeologist.com. Good evening. This is Rick. I just had a bit of a break then. That's, hopefully, the, the it's, and it seems to be working quite well. I can have a break and you can't tell. The other day or a while ago, I did one with just Craig recording and it would disappear for two minutes with a big long gap. Like, like thanks to Velocet's amazing technology, be told, the Velo, Velo, Bo, Velo Box, the Velo Box. I can press a button, the mute, and uh, go upstairs, roam around, do things, come back out, and then it's all good. It's all good, and there's, there's no gap, but um, let's just hope that's working. Uh, very overcast now. Hopefully, it's going to rain or thunder and lightning to cool things down. It's, it is cool, to be honest, compared to what it was today, because, my God, the temperature just is just – it's just they turned it up to maximum you know, it's in the 30s, but um, not like where Johnny uh, lives in Adelaide. My God, 40-something degrees. And same with even Geelong, I think, in those areas got some big, he- heavy, over 30 temperatures. Uh, don't enjoy that. I do not enjoy that. I like it to be nice and cold, actually. Oh, no, cool, cool, cool. I like to be able to go for a swim, come home and cool down, a nice breeze. And uh, at the moment, it's quite like that. It's quite really nice. My, my poor black cat, the furry one, the big, looks like a, um, a yeti. 
she must be um, really not enjoying this hot weather when you've got a giant fur coat on, be told. Be told. Um, Ab should be here at some stage, and I would say hopefully there'll be a, someone else to come in and fill the void. Again, I'm trying to keep it to – I quite enjoy talking to myself. That's a fact, and I'm not just talking about being recorded, but I like talking to myself on these shows because you can kind of go anywhere with it. I, I don't get sidetracked or lose my train of thought as much, as much. It still happens. I've been talking to so many people, though, that are all feeling the same. They're feeling run down and really forgetful and blah, 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 blah. Now, interesting conversation with another health shop guy, not the, the, the one from the one in Sydney, the one up my way, a new one I hadn't been to before. And as soon as I started talking, he picked up on it straight away. You know, the, the, the pure bloods have a big link, a, a brotherhood. <laughs> And I was mentioning that I was considering mould being, you know, an issue. There's mould spores being sprayed or whatever. Oh, there's a hole. Is it one? Oh, my God. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. About 13 giant black cockatoos just flew over my head. And that's not a sexual metaphor. <coughs> um, yeah, what's, the, what's his name? Col, cool Card Ken. Ken, Col Card Ken and his um, word bingo. That was a fact. They just flew over my head. Anyway, the guy said to me, he said, that's interesting, he goes, isn't, he, he was telling me an old 86-year-old guy or thereabouts, mid-80s, he lived in the area, beautiful little beachside area near me, 20 minutes from me, for since the 50s, and he was used to show um, what things were like in the old days, and, the, you know, the, there was a completely different sand and you know because they hadn't developed all the land there was everything was different back then now it's all houses everywhere it's horrible horrible anyway he he came into him one day and he said this guy was sharp as a tack his wife had died 20 years ago so he was really just miserable and waiting to die himself but his mind was a hundred percent awake and they used to amazing conversations and about three months ago he came in and he said he goes, what are they spraying up there? Because he goes, I can smell mould. I can smell mould. That's spraying mould. I kid you not. I kid you not. This is what he told this guy. And so this is why the guy straight away said, when I mentioned that I think they're spraying mould, he didn't laugh at me. He said, an old guy said the same thing. And I'm old, but not that old. This guy's 30 years over me. He could smell mould. About two weeks later, he got sick and had to get got hospitalised. They won't let him out. He's now in a home because they've said, that, oh, no, he's got dementia. We can't let him out. It's not safe for him to go back home to the home by himself. Can you imagine, you know, when you're sharp as a tack and getting imprisoned by a hospital? Because that's what happened. You do not want to go to hospital. Do not go to hospital when you're old unless you've got a uh, family that can support you and get you out again because uh, – there's more money of you being in there sick than there is you being out here free. Uh, that's a fact. They're not to be trusted. The kind of imbeciles that they employ that have, you know, triple backs that have taken the, the, all the shots, you know, you can't argue with them because these guys are they're, they're, they're lobotomized. They've been lobotomized for their diet cokes, their diet nutrisweets for 30, 40 years before these things happened. 
I'm tell, that's why I'm bringing up again. Neutral sweep and uh, aspartame was a military grade weapon experiment, not experiment, weaponized drug pushed on us. And as soon as you see Donald Rumsfeld being uh, linked with any uh, food decisions, you know you're in trouble. Mm. You know, should I say be told? Yeah, be told. Be told. Donald Rumsfeld, uh, you know, ex-Korean uh, fighter pilot, still going, or is he dead? I actually died a while ago. They didn't make a great big, big little fuss over it for some reason. Is he dead? Who's to know? But, you know, he, he was, he looked awfully healthy and he looked like, you know, he had that, you know, there's a, you know, th- th- there's no unknowns and unknown knowns. All that, that speech, again, the fake oldest Australian roundtable, hoax syndicate, go and listen. We, we did some very funny stuff on that one because Wellisette could share, when I'm saying things on a show, what I just said, then he would suddenly, it would appear behind me. This is a sad the sad 2023 version of the show where I'm just talking to myself and I haven't got a producer that's sharing the grabs that I'm talking about. But that could change. That could change. <clears throat> do I have to pay him? Probably. Well, we can split We can split it. We can do a show and he can, we'll do 50-50. I'll talk and he'd produce. Um, yeah, so that's a, there's, there's another interesting anecdote. Old guy, sharp as a tack, could smell mould. And he said, what are, they, what are those lines? What, what are they spraying? He asked. He had no idea. He wasn't a conspiracy theorist like myself that would have, just, you know, said, oh, these are, um, well, the persistent contrails. No, there's something in them. They're up to something. There's, there's lots of different versions. Um, be told. Be told. Anyone to contact me, uh, Rick at uh, Fakeologist, uh, and I'll uh, give you my knowledge on them. Probably as much as Alan Watt said in the day, but I've got no more evidence other than the fact that I've seen I've seen the skies in the 60s and the 70s and the 80s, and they weren't the same. It started late 90s. Uh, before you used to see a plane coming over with a, like about a one-inch kind of trail behind it and it would uh, fly over the top of your head. Occasionally you might see one, you know, if you're up really high, that might have been leaving some kind of residue, but that would disappear. This stuff does not disappear. Be told. <clears throat> what else? What else? I'll just mute for a little bit, and I might just wait. Mr. Fakeologist. Mr. Fakeologist from Canada. I might just go through some of the recommended podcasts on the Rick and Rollo show for any of those that aren't on the Discord, that aren't on the Discord. Um, we've got here, we've got, um, Martha, Arthur or Martha. He's been, he shared something on the Inns of Court. The Inns of Court in London are the professional association of barristers in England and Wales. These are the four Inns of Court. It's Inns, I-N-N-S. Gray's Inn, Lincoln's Inn. Now, I'm just sidetracking. I said it before. No, there's no one else see this, but, um, Mr. Anthony Blinken, the American, is he vice president? I don't know. Whatever he is, he's he's mentioned all the time. Anthony Blinken. When you see his name, it's just A. Blinken. A. Blinken. This is a made-up name. A. Blinken. Have you heard of the name A. Blinken before? Mm-hmm. You have. An Abraham Lincoln or 
Anthony Blinken, A. Blinken. So they got the name Blinken, A. Blinken, in the narrative on the Metascript, Be Told. Uh, yeah, that's an interesting Martha. He's sharing some good stuff. He's a person that used to listen to the Fake Holders Australia Roundtable. A fan. <laughs> Johnny's List. Sharing some good stuff. Another fan. He shared the Oddcast. And that's, uh, I forget his real name, but he's on the Boiler Room. He's one of those guys who's so keen, he's doing like five shows a day type of thing, which is too much for me. Too much for me. But he's got, he's very enthusiastic and he, you know, he even does a making of the show. Imagine doing a, a podcast and doing a making of that podcast. I'm sure someone might be interested in it. Not sure how many, but the odd cast, the odd man out featuring, this is episode 135, the hidden empires of, of Apple. No, oh, I, I'll, I'll go through to it and it's the hidden empires of Mm, I can't actually read that. So anyway, uh, good. Some he does some good stuff. There's another one. Resmut Jeff has shared the Monica Schaefer and Truth. I mean, I've listened to this uh, before he shared this, but it's uh, Tim Kelly's. He's entering Von, Monica Schaefer on the Holocaust thing, and uh, Abs interviewed her bravely. Bravely, uh, Tim Kelly's interviewed her as well. Um, controversial. <laughs> she went to jail for her, her beliefs, and her brother went to jail longer for his beliefs. You cannot have cross beliefs anymore. It's the mind virus. The mind virus. Again, IPS is doing good stuff on the mind virus. The um, influence. The influencer. The influenza. Influencer, truth influencer, truth influenza. Funny that. Funny that. You're listening to Rick talking himself. Would you like to support fakeologist.com and all the content we're creating? We operate on the value for value principle, where you pay whatever you can for whatever value you feel you've received. We accept donations in almost every form from PayPal to Bitcoin. Please go to fakeologist.com forward slash donate for your payment options. Thank you for your support. You're listening to Klaus Schwab from the Barrel Economic Forum on the uh, 29th of January 2023. And you listen to Ike talking to him, Chad. Thank you, Klaus. Yeah, just going through the uh, recommended podcast. There's John, Johnny's List, now Johnny's Wrist. Don't know what happened there. He's trying, turned Chinese. Johnny Wrist. Peter Gumley on, also another Tim Kelly show. I haven't listened to this yet. Peter Gumley on melodrama and as distraction and controlled opposition. Yeah, for sure. It'll be good. It'll be good. Uh, what's he recommended here? Fakeologist audio chat, be told with esoteric on Apple Podcasts. I possibly, um, can agree with that one. And he's put Anne Frank's drum kit, big laugh. Yeah, that's, uh, I said that last week that, uh, our former prime minister, um, is, is, promised is, uh, Julia Gillard and, um, Kevin Rudd 
are as useful as Anne Frank's drum kit in every way possible. And that's being nice. That's being nice. Um, Friends Radio Network directing the BBC's Unvaccinated with Anthony Rotuno. It's, we welcome a good friend, Anthony Rotuno, host of Life and Life Only podcast. Conversation on the BBC's recent all-style documentary titled Unvaccinated. Okay, that's <laughs> it'd be interesting. Have a listen. He's Johnny's wrist. Hero Johnny wrist has shared the mind renew- renewed thinking Christianity in a new world order podcast. Uh, looking to that one looks good. I haven't listened to that. Uh, what else? I shared one. It's John Hamer and Shannon Rowan, EMF Damage, Ancient Mysteries and Royal Bloodlines, off the higher side chats. Yeah, good. That's really good. And, yeah, um, when he's on fire, he's on fire over there on the higher side chats. He's The only thing that really annoys me is he thinks he has to do this huge, uh, clever, full of, you know, hyperbole um, intro to each guest. Uh, you don't need to do that. If, if people want to listen to your show, you don't need to spend all day writing a giant intro for them. That's a bit of advice for you, Greg. If I was you, I'd just stick to, I've got someone really clever here. This is him, and this is what he's done. <coughs> Sorry. And Johnny's arrest again. Stories from Sydney, the Theosophist and the Star of Balmoral. Oh, yeah, now that would be interesting. Now, why haven't I watched that before? Show stories from Sydney that the Theosophical Society. Now, this is 100% on Mac. And I just, again, last, uh, no, Friday night, carrying my bag without a van. I got the train down, lugging my, you know, limping along like a homeless person in the city with my bag of, you know, some clothes and bits and pieces in it. Uh, I walked through. Kent, was it Kent or one of those streets that the Theosophists owned back in the day and still do? The Anthropomorphosophical Society that um, Steiner started, that's there. The original buildings are all still there with the original sign writing. They haven't changed them. The, it, that whole street was basically owned by the Theosophists, guaranteed. And still, you can right now go there and walk along and see their shop fronts because the Steiner still is still there. Full of interesting books too. I was just looking in the window the other day. But old signs and symbols are everywhere on that street. Be told. Be told. I could start running a conspiracy theory tour of Sydney with uh, me. I can roam around, hobbling around. And I'm not hobbling anymore, but every now and then my knee gets sore. Be told. Be told. At the moment it's okay. It's the smell that's the problem. And, I mean... I can't smell that smell, but uh, I mean, I can't smell. What else? There's the propaganda report, Common Ground with Monica and Jeremy Kuzmeyer, and this is from Johnny's Wrist, and he's uh, thanking Critical Sinker, another good man, Sean from Italy and England and Australia. Uh, he's obviously shared something. Yeah, some really good stuff on here. Um, highly recommended. Highly recommended. Anyone wants to go on there, if I remember, there'll be a, a link. But you'd see, I think it's quite easy to get on there. There's no, I haven't blocked any, I'm sorry, I haven't banned anyone except for one female that started arguing with me and abusing Tim Kelly and my sense of um, what I thought was a good show. Big mistake, madam. 
big mistake. I don't put up with um, that type of behaviour. I think Tim Kelly's good. I don't say everything he says is accurate, you know, but he's uh, I, I think the show's pleasant. Ab says he mumbles. That's a bit mean, really, but, you know. Otherwise, I think he's always entertaining. So, um, again, I'm, I don't know. Am I running out of steam here with the uh, conspiracy thing? I'm starting to lose interest in some stuff. Uh, I'm starting to think some things are real. Shedding. Shedding. There's a, there's a there there. Um, yeah. But uh, anyway, let's just hope, Bellis, that um, gets a new job, which he, he's looking for, and bases himself so he can start having some spare time and concentrate on his expert production skills of the highest magnitude, be told. And uh, start, we start doing some shows with some music and links. It's the second pandemic. You're listening to another hour of Fakeologist Radio on Fakeologist.com. program to bring you this important message. My boyfriend said the best way to find out what's fake or real is to listen to Fakeologist Radio at Fakeologist.com. He was right. Again. Now recording. This is Klaus Fobb from the Bailey Economic Forum, and you're listening to Ike talking to himself on the uh, January the 29th, 2023. Be told 100%. Just waiting here for <coughs> Ab to turn up. Um, I had a bit of a break because uh, Ab was an hour away, and I'm I'm not going to sit here that it, I'm a little bit too um, tired. So I went and had a nice salt bath with some uh, essential oils that I cannot smell. I can just smell tea tree oil, and that's saying something. And uh, had a steak and some uh, vegetable substances with it. Uh, what would you call it? Um, uh, chopped up car- uh, carrot and uh, lettuce and uh, bits and pieces. Uh, coleslaw, uh, which I bought. Didn't make it myself. I bought a pre-made one from Woolworths. Naughty, naughty. But anyway, it looked pretty good. Tasted okay. I'm oh, sorry, I can hardly taste, but it tasted okay. I can kind of taste. Kind of taste. Anyway, we'll just wait for Abarato, the wonderful, uh, the angry man. Abarato, angry man. Wonderful. I, I like this name. Why, I, I should have named it my, do I have any children? I'm not sure. If I did, they'd be called Abarato. Be told. Be told. 100%. And, and Rolo. Abarato and Rolo, my two children. Yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> he's always depressed. I, I think he's wonderful. He makes people, he's, he annoys people. He depressed. He's like a human mosquito, or be told. Anyway, I'll just wait to, uh, I to turn up and I will be blown. And I will probably come back maybe and talk. I just stole his microphone because he's just gone inside. I just died and he's just gone inside. So I've talked very quietly so he doesn't hear me. 
Amen. Be back in a minute. Now, we just had a little bit of a storm. Pathetic. Pathetic version. And the winds disappeared. Very annoying. Very annoying. Because the wind was nice. It, it, you know, it, when the wind blows, when it's humid, you, the, the water on your sweat evaporates and it cools you down. Mm-hmm. Now it's stopped. Very annoying. I was hoping for some rain and um, thunder and lightning and uh, cooling down, but yeah, it's starting to warm up again. I can hear the chirping going, frogs and crickets. And there's a cat near me eating a piece of I fillet steak, be told. You know how much that costs for a little tiny piece? I'm not sure, but I gave him some of mine because he kills rats. And I'm a good uh, owner. Here he comes, the terminator of crawling things. Guaranteed. Where's Ab? Where's Ab? I think he'd be out and uh, soon. Um, I would just reminisce. Um, I, was, I started talking about it before, but 1969, this is my memories from 1969. Sesame Street started around that era. <coughs> Very influential show. In that era, it was actually not a bad show. Most of New Zealand, um, a lot of kids in New Zealand rather, Learn to read and write thanks to Sesame Street because they did not listen to their teacher or go to school a lot, guaranteed. <clears throat> so your counting and a- ABCs were probably Sesame Street did help an awful lot of kids and America, obviously. Probably UK and most of the West. It was uh, psychically driven, you know, the very entertainingly done. I think uh, the children's television workshop looked into them, didn't find anything too suspicious. But a friend of mine, a client, she used to have a off. Uh, so she was an artist and living in New York in the that era. And she said that they were weirdos, real weirdos. She used to have an apartment in the, like the blue, was it what they call it, bluestone area, like a, you know, in a, in a kind of a unsalubrious spot back in the day. Now very gentrified, I guarantee. But uh, she, CTV had its base there, and. Um, <clears throat> She said they just were all really strange people, you know. Well, not strange, but they looked weird and were, probably were weird. You know, Frank Oz, who was, you know. You know, you talked like this. What's his name? You know, Yoda. Yeah. And fuck with you. The, he was there. And um, the creator of the Muppets, of course, co-creator with um, um, his partner, who did, you know. Hey, whole Kirby frog here. Him, uh, mysteriously died very young. Uh, what's his name? What was his name? Can't remember. Brain fog spray, guaranteed. Be told. Um, but I remember that show, and, and I, I tied it in with Vietnam because we had nothing but Vietnam on the radio. I even thought that Silla Black was singing "Step in Saigon," not "Step Inside Love." I kid you not. That's a fact. Step in Saigon. I heard that quite clearly when, you know, as a child. Step inside, love one of Silver Black, the, the, a woman who's um, possibly could have been the breeding program to uh, with uh, Freddie Mercury to create Je- uh, Jacinda Ardern's teeth. Be told. I'm saying that now, conspiracy theorist. Silver Black was crossbred with uh, Freddie Mercury to create Jacinda Ardern teeth. <clears throat> it's just, you know, I'm not serious, but, you know, there's a possibility there. Uh, what else? Am I being recorded? 
That's a good question. Did I just waste? Yes, I am. Good. Um, I remember Monty Python coming out. So seven, 69, 70. What, I remember watching it and, you know, sneaking out and watching it probably. Well, you know, I was meant to be in bed, you know, doing a commando crawl out to watch the glowing black and white babysitter in the corner of the room. <clears throat> I had memories of the prisoner. I remember clearly 69 watching Doctor Who and then staying while well, my mother was giving birth to my youngest brother, younger brother, well, youngest brother, only one, with my staying there. And I remember the ice, you were able to see the, the moon thing was over the top. Like every ice cream was at a moon, you know, space, space over the top themes everywhere. And there was a thing called a Gemini ice cream. So it was the Gemini reentry vehicle in a, like a plastic cone type thing that you know, full of ice cream that you can make a mold out of. Cause that was the thing that kids did in the day too, is make plaster of Paris molds with t- spaceman drinks that were big. And I'm telling you now, right now, the stuff that was in spaceman drinks was so addictive. It would has to be a military experiment guaranteed. There was some kind of flavor enhancer in there that you had to have more spaceman drinks. Guaranteed. It was a, I can remember it. You wanted to have more. Every squirt that you wanted, it was a bright red, bright orange, bright green. You're listening to Rick Reminis. Beetle. Hi, this is Matthew. This is Maria Lakita. Mark Manuel. This is OBF. Noise level. Pauline Wilson. You are listening to Fakeologist Radio at fakeologist.com. You're listening to Rick on Fakeholders Radio, Fakeholders.com on Sunday, the 29th of January, 2023. I said 2022 last week, obviously. You're dealing with a person that's, you know, getting on, getting on and sprayed and sprayed. <clears throat> anyway, you know, 69. And I remember <clears throat> watching the Daleks, uh, no, no, the Cyberman episode while staying at my grandmother's place. Uh, while my mother was in hospital with my, I think my father was there and probably my sister. We would have had to taken her there. We tried to leave her, but she met, probably would have found the house. Um, at three, um, the, uh, going, I've been given, I remember my, he's my uncle, but he's only a few years older than me, that my father's youngest brother was able, was the mother's, he was spoiled. Paul child, got everything, <clears throat> like me, of course, well-bred, I would say. Given, his mother gave him $5 cash for us to go off and buy some fireworks. So this must have been, you know, early November, late October, obviously. Um, some reason, mum must have, some reason we were staying there anyway. And we went off and bought fireworks. And five dollars, I'm telling you now, to a child back in '69 was like fifty dollars now, easy. And brought explosive fireworks, roaming around with matches, lighting at the back of a pub. I was five; he was probably eight. That was how a child was allowed to roam back in the day, even with helicopter mothers. Be told, uh, incredible. You know, would I have let my son and his, you know, cousin? go off with uh, matches and large sum of money to go and buy explosives 
Well, I went, no. But I did. And I did I get blown up to pieces? No. We had fun. Let me just say this. Firework, Guy Fawkes, November was the highlight. Uh, bigger than Christmas. Eh, as good as Christmas. May have been not a public holiday, but that whole the two weeks before you were allowed to buy fireworks and then the culminating on the big night of Guy Fawkes was every child's major, you know, especially ones that pyromaniacs like myself and um, – well, not a pyromaniac, but I like things going exploding, and my best friend liked rockets. And that was our highlight. We loved it. It was just exciting, you know, been roaming around. The, you know, we had basically a commando squad at age seven sneaking out of our windows and doing missions uh, in, the, in the nights, particularly in summer. I have great memories, you know, of childhood, fantastic childhood. And no... We had total freedom. Get on your bike and just take off. Go and play down drain, open drains at the end of the road at age five or less. No problem. But this, what happened, and I do believe, and it's in this book, um, the um, Alex Constantine book, how they managed to create the helicopter parent by creating fake stories of child murderers and child abductors. And I'm suggesting... A lot of them were fake. I'm not saying that the, the, the attacks weren't real on kids, but I'm saying that some of the bigger ones are, I'm suggesting are fake. The Johnny Gosh one stood out. I have to try and find it if it's, and I'm pretty sure it's in this book. Just the names of the perpetrators were scripted, guaranteed. <clears throat> the, the, you create a whole lot of stories about, you know, the Moors. Now, the Moors murderers, I haven't looked into that. Myra Henley and uh, her partner that, uh, murdered little kids back in the 60s. Uh, highly possible, you know, obviously that happens, but they did not want you to go roaming around in the 80s and 90s like the freedom the kids of the 70s had in 60s and backwards. They wanted their parents to be terrified of letting their child be stand on the street. And I'm saying I think there's a lot of... Um, Psychological operations were used to create the helicopter parent and the mother that um, hovered away over the, their child, not allowing them to grow and to use their instincts. Alan Watt brought it up. He said that the um, a child has the all the instincts, but they are bred out by their parents who had their instincts bred out of them, and they were domesticated, domesticated by your parents, their parents domesticated them not to the extent that the new ones have been domesticated as so when a little boy or girl says mummy I don't like that man and says it out loud the mother smacks him over the head and says don't you be so rude but the child had an instinct and picked up on something and it got hit and smacked out of them Alan Watt cutting through the matrix old show probably 208, 209 does a couple of good shows on uh, us being domesticated, uh, which we are. That's why it's called herd management up top. Herd management of the, the public and culture creation, herd management. Because they don't want us to have our instincts. Oh, here he is. Hey, good morning, Rick. I assume. Oh, how are you? How are you? Well, I, I wasn't sure if you were coming back. I think you were on for a while earlier. I was, yeah, no, no, but only because I had a a fairly, not a busy week, well, kind of busy, but I, I had no sleep on 
I think Friday night, I could not sleep. And I had two hours sleep and I'd get on the train at seven in the morning and oh, wow. get here. And I got here. I had to run up. The train was late. And I had to be at work at three with my youngest son. I had to run up a hill with my bag, not feeling 100%, and jump into my uh, black pants and black shirt and get yeah. in and pour cocktails till 10 p.m. last night. And so I was thinking, uh, you know, I'm feeling a bit tired, but so I thought I'd get it out of the road early. But no, no, I just went and had a uh, salt bath, be told, be told. And can I just say to Frank, <clears throat> last night I was, it's particularly humid where we are at the moment. The kitchen that these poor people have to work in at the cafe restaurant is designed for uh, half the tables, not even that. And there's no air conditioning. It's just... It, it would be 40-something to 50 degrees in there, and these guys have got ovens on as well. And one of the chefs come to me, and he said, oh, he looked all pale and drained. He goes, I'm getting home, and I just feel sick. And I said, are you drinking salt water? And he said, no, I've never, never heard of that before. And I said, listen, come with me. And I made him a lemon juice with, you know, half a teaspoon of sugar or maybe more. And he had, so people have no idea to hydrate themselves with salt. These guys are sweating for 10 hours a day in a kitchen at f maybe 45 to 50 degrees. And yeah. none of them knew my Frank's, sorry, Frank, 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 the recipe that was the Gator Aid recipe. Gator Aid. From well, now, what is that recipe Florida. again, real quick? Well, it's basically salt water, salted water, you know, good quality salt into, into water and drink it. And when you when it's humid and you're sweating and it rehydrates you and charges your electrolytes back up again. And the Gators, the Florida rugby, uh, sorry, football, uh, American yeah, football yeah. team, won their, won their final. And the guy that cr told them to do it was their coach, I believe, who created the Gatorade story. Now yeah, it's yeah. blue food coloring, salt that you wouldn't want to put, and sugar. Mm -mm 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 -mm. Yeah, I think it's not the same drink. Yeah, it's not the same drink. So anyway, this this guy honestly was pale. He looked sick. He looked, you know, like he's only thirty. Yeah, he's thirty three. That's a fact. Nice. I asked him, and he said, "Because I said, look, I he just said, look, I, I go home and I'm feeling really sick because of the heat." And I went, I just asked him. I said, "Have you tried salt water?" So I made him one. He was back in action. Within 20 minutes, feeling 100%. Oh, well, well done, no, Frank. Mm, I think so. I think so. Not my, not my solution. I, I got it off Frank and uh, other people, but definitely Frank, the salt man, guaranteed. So how did the? I haven't listened to it, but how did the John LeBon, John LeBon, um, return go? Oh, it was great. Yeah. John's a good it. guy. Mm -hmm. He, he can talk. Pretty much as constantly as you. Uh, so oh, yeah. he's, uh, you don't have to Underwater. worry about John the Bond mm. pausing. Yeah. So, how is he, though? I mean, what's he doing? Is he still in? Um, I, I will listen to the show. I just have not listened to anything. Yeah, on he's Fake still in Plovdiv. For a week. Good. He's on a uh, drinking hiatus. And. Um, Excellent. Well, you know what? He's the problem is, because he's, what he's doing is. Yeah, he's basically living the life of a journalist. And I'll tell you now, most journalists I know and knew back in the day were alcoholics because they got their 
um, best info from pubs and liaising with people, their, their clients. And they don't have a physical job, so they're not, you know, out there digging ditches and working and getting up early and whatever. They lead a very bad, health, unhealthy lifestyle. He's doing the same thing. He's sitting on a laptop getting stuff and then going to the bar probably at night time and, or whenever. Yes. And yes. Drink, drinking right. high quality. Um, I'll guarantee it because he, he, he needs to, but he's ex, he exercises. You know, I've spoken to him. He has a good r- regime, but it's a very unhealthy job to just be a online communicator unless you've got, to, you know, a good discipline and you're not drinking heavily and, like, I mean, I, don't, I, I, I drink, but I, I have a very watered-down version of alcohol these days. <laughs> and I'm um, extremely busy, extremely busy. And well, because you're of the very, you do a here, physical I'll, job. You're running around cleaning. That's yeah. just, just that. That's a yeah. physical job. I, I, and that's well, I do a lot of that. At, I do a lot of that. I do a lot of that at the, the restaurant, too, because you've oh, got you're on your feet. Yeah, you're not. I'm not. I'm not just behind the bar. I'm running around picking up stuff, and so you're on your feet. My son has been is working with me, or you know, at the same place, and he's ex- he's in his room now, absolutely exhausted because he did. He worked till same three till ten last night. Then he had to be there eight this morning, and they were totally busy. And a really humid day, and you're not getting a. It's it's just a very full on job being on your feet all day. But I think it's a good thing because that's just what I say that it's really you've got to be disciplined if you're going to live a life as what John LeBond's doing, sitting on a laptop and chatting. You've got to have discipline that you've got to make yourself ten hours a day away from alcohol, and be at least do at least two hours a day of exercise. Otherwise, you're going to have serious issues. When he's obviously got issues, so he's having a break, as opposed to Rollo, as opposed to Rollo. Who isn't having a break? Oh no, he he did a couple of weeks ago, but he's back on it again on the source. I had a great okay, conversation I was with Boris. Okay, going to ask for a roll up update. Okay, well, so that's update. More, more of the same, more of the same, more of the same. And he came, so we had a chat on Friday night. He said, you know, I think Johnny's list and uh, who was it? Johnny's list and I think. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Moon Harvest and J- and J- Joel were on chatting, and then they they actually muted Rollo because he's that's how bad he is. I don't know how they did it on my site, but somehow they, I think they might have just done it on their own devices, just muted him, and he disappeared because he started getting as he does uh, annoying. And uh, I spoke to Joel though, and he's he's good. He seems in, in a good good spot. He's after you know to. Reemploy himself and move somewhere nice and quiet, which is a good idea. I suggested. Um, he's sounded fantastic though. He's doing a lot of stuff oh, for Hudson. Yeah. So yeah. So far, so good. Oh, good. And, um, I hope. Yeah. And Ben Wire's back. There's a, there's a bit of a there's a kind of a big story for psychology. Totally re- rejuvenated. Yeah, he's um, in prison. Although, <laughs> apart from that, apart from being in prison at night, he's fine. No, but it's that's nothing. Yeah, yeah. It's nothing. It's to do with child. It's to do with his um, child support or whatever, which is you know probably cheaper to go and 
pay off your child support while doing a bit of jail, obviously. Yeah, it's a strange situation. So he's back. Yeah, everybody always comes back. I'm sure Vela will be back here soon. Eventually. Oh, yeah, for sure, guaranteed. He, he's, he's definitely heavily into, you know, getting to the production and trying to trick up his um, bellow box by the sound of it. Yes, he is indeed. Which is good. And I he told me he said he's been Tim, Ke- yeah. Tim Kelly. Right. Yeah, I, yeah, I did. Um, no, I just read through the recommended podcast. Recommended podca- oh, no, finish talking well, about Velo. Finish talking about Velo. Well, he, Oh, no, he just, he, he, he had a big alcohol break after staying at Rollo's for two days, and I can tell you that um, most people would. Um, oh, he was into the top with Rollo. I gotcha, I gotcha. No, he, no, he, That's required, he tried not to. Yeah, he, he tried, he, he just said he saw what he saw and felt he just thought he needed to get off it because he felt that he could end up the same way. So this is a, that was a good warning. I recommend anyone that thinks they're going to have a drinking problem to go and stay with Rollo. I've done it yeah, many times. Help, yeah. And um, you, you, you do come away with a different attitude to alcohol. It's not such a good thing. Not such a good thing at that volume. Well, and the actually, other thing the United Nations, one of the SDGs, mm-hmm. I think, may have alcohol in it. And, uh, they do, yeah, they do. They do. They're, right. they're, oh, it's in there? Okay. Because I, yeah, but, um, I saw a um, bit of a campaign that got going last week. A bit of hmm. a campaign going about saying that two drinks a week is enough. Maximum. <laughs> a week. <laughs> You're right. Well, I'll just tell you this. You can get drunk in jail. So it will never happen. You know, you, you, all you need is some fruit juice, uh, some orange juice, and a um, little bit of um, bread to make get your yeast from. Or the, what, I, I already had this conversation before, but I, I spoke to a, a guy just did ten years, another guy just did five years, and we had this six-hour conversations that went past like two minutes. And they were telling me all you need is date. Their, their recipe in jail because the Middle Eastern people were allowed to get dates because they're. Uh, uh, what would you call it? Their religious beliefs that, that they're allowed certain fr- fruits and vegetables. Uh, the Muslims, and you can make the most powerful alcohol on the planet with some grapes. And it, it, I, think, I think he said bread to get the yeast, or it could have been something else. But you just need a little bit of yeast, a little bit of, and some fruit, and you can stick it in your under your bed. It will ferment over a week, and it will become the most powerful alcohol you've ever had in your life. So you, they'll never stop alcohol, ever. And I had a great conversation. Yeah, well, they can, yeah, they can try. Well, they can ban it. Oh, they can They can try. It's like uh, herbs. I had a great conversation with a very long-term – I've, I've talked about it earlier, but I'll bring it up again. You, you'll like this. I went to the oldest uh, homeopathic compounding chemist in Australia – 130, oh. 140 years of continuous service. <clears throat> and they've moved, though, from where they used to be, because I used to go there all the time. And I walked in, and the same guy that I remember back in the 80s, they're looking pretty healthy. And so I walked in there, and I, 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 I needed to get advice for free, because I know that they're all either naturopaths or herbalists. And as he was mo- moving around, I made a conversation with them, and just said, look, you know, I'm, I've been feeling, you know, lost my, lost my sense of smell 
and I I gesticulated with my arm to say I haven't had that, you know, with my, you know, you know what I'm talking about, the pushing something into my arm. And he said, anyone that's had that's had it. And he said, look, anyway, we had a 15, 20 minute conversation. He said he's never seen anything like what he's seen ever with people coming in with cancers. He said he's, he's had people coming in that have just worked on people that have been freshly vaccinated. And he suggested that shedding's a thing because I'm, when I mentioned that I can't smell anything, he said you've probably been affected by someone that has. And wow. he, he, I'm, I know, I tell you this, this guy's been dishing out advice for 40 years that I know of, that I've seen and, and dealing with cancer patients and people that are trying to do alternative methods. He agreed. He just said that it's bioweapons left, right and centre. He said every direction it's coming from, your food, your water, the sky. He said the, it's bioweapon city. Uh, he's, and he said the same thing as, um, what was the guy that you had, that, you know, the guy with a bit of autism that had suggestions for how to fix yourself? Uh, he had some, John Lukash. The, the, the guy that had, Lukash. And now I need you to try and link me up to the, Claude Rochet, because he had never heard of, is it Claude Rochet? The, um, what, is, what year was it the Nobel Prize? Oh, Claude Rochet, fake11.com forward slash Anna, A-N-A, uh, fake11.com yeah, forward yeah, he's slash A-N-A, for anaphylaxis. After the break, they guided me with psychological operations. They guided me. With science! You're listening to another hour of Fakeologist Radio on Fakeologist.com. You're listening to Fakeologist Audio, Fakeologist.com with Rick and Ab, and Ab's just stepping out to um, um, deliver something to somebody in Canada. And uh, I was just mentioning before the uh, break, John Lukash, highly recommended that show. That guy had, uh, he's like a rain man type, you know, he's got that uh, thing where he just retains information, and he had some great um, suggestions for how to rid yourself rid yourself from spike proteins because they're a thing. I said to say, I believe spike proteins are a thing and they're coming through your injections. And he was um, fantastic because he said he just read everything he could possibly read and he reversed engineered it. So go back and listen to Fakeholders Audio, Fakeholders.com, Fake11.com, whatever you have to do and find John Lukash's three or four shows he did on this network because they are gold, guaranteed. Guaranteed. Anyway, I wait for Ab to come back because I don't want to waste my conversation on the health industry. All right, we're back as the snowplow drives by me and almost hits me. <laughs> well, I, I would like a snowplow to be in action around where I am because it's so humid no. in, my, in my house. Maybe not. Okay, I'm joking. I, I, I'm joking. I'm quite happy because look, but it's 
We've got high humidity here, and I've got a timber house, and the sun, all of a sudden, within the last, I don't know, five, six days, has suddenly got retained this, its power of just extreme heat coming off it. It's been dead as a doornail for the last, um, you know, well, God knows, five months. But man, oh man, it's warm. And inside my house, because it's a timber house with a metal roof and no air conditioning, the boom, it's warm. It's warm. It's warm like a sauna in some rooms. But, you know, it's much as much as that. Are you back? Can you hear me? Oh, yeah. I just mm-hmm. mentioning everywhere yeah. I turn, there's a snow plow here and a snow plow there. Here, plow, here, plow, <laughs> everywhere, snow plow. Everywhere, snow plow. <laughs> Yeah. Um, anyway, this guy was telling me. He said. Um, he and anyway, this is the, he's the second. What does he think is happening? Happened. What does he think's going on? Oh, he no, he he said that he said it's 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 all bad. He said he said if you're positive and you got a bit of health and you're using some backup, he said you'll be fine. But he, he's confident about things. But he said he's got people coming in with cancers that he's never like. It's just he said it's over the top. What's and he said really? people are coming in and he knows they're vaccinated and he said he's like he's making a fort his I don't know if he owns the business or he's just a, a, a employee there but he's been there for a long time so he may have a partnership going he said people are prepared to spend any amount of money to rectify the damage they've done and he said he has no sympathy for him because so. he he said he's t- he tells people you know advises them you shouldn't do it but he said. He had a hairdresser come in who was unvaccinated, but she'd been working away. And he, he said she had a rash come up on from her hand up to her elbow after she'd worked on it. He reckons that if they're freshly vaccinated, you've got to be very careful because he said there's something there. He said well, they're, a, there's they're basically expressing the poison through their skin as the body rids itself. That's it. Yeah, that and, and, the, and, and you know what happens? And, that, and you know if your skin touches a toxin like i've got a tree in my backyard yeah it's, it's, yes. it's called a it's a it's a it's it's not real tobacco plant but it's called a something tobacco it's not it's like a a variety of a tobacco plant it's a weed if you go okay. and cut that thing down without gloves on if you've got sensitive skin you're going to know have a you're rash. talking about there's 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 a giant hogwart or some kind of plant that they say is about six feet tall even where i live it's and a, you don't want to touch that, yeah. something like that. There's a sign up at the park where I go. So something similar yeah. to that, maybe. Yeah. So it's just so it's got toxins so on the almost, plant just to defend itself. Exactly. And, and and this thing has fiber all over it. And so I got told that if you're going to cut one down, you've got to wear a mask. And, of course, I didn't. And I, I this is a while ago. But I've been mowing the lawns. And I get because I've cut, I use my bare hands to rip all the, and, and snap all the branches off. These things are like a uh, the alien of um, what's that movie Plant. with um, you know, <laughs> you know the one that you cut one branch and five heads spring out of it, like um, Hydra. the movie with um, the the monster in the ice. What's it called? Fantastic movie. Why well, can't I think of it? But um, I don't know. It was a I good movie. Oh yeah. Well, anyway, it's like it, these things. You snap all the branches off, and next thing you know, you go back to mow the lawn a week later or whatever, and there's all these new ones have sprung up out of the where they cut the old branches off. And I've been told if you, you, you if you get if you're an asthmatic and you've got that 
those fibers in your lungs, you all all bets are off. You can get really sick. Now, so these right. vaccines say that say, say there's a toxin in them. Yes, someone's freshly vaccinated. You 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 you're just like my job. Obviously, I deal with like a plumber. I deal with um there's body fluid and um you know pe- people can be coughing, sputtering, tipping out ring. And I'm there. There I am, have been without a glove, without a mask. And I'm paying for it now. Obviously, he, he's he's confident to say. Since he told, as soon as I said I can't smell anything, he said you've been you you buy a weapon. He said it's that's his common thing that he's saying that people cannot smell anything. <clears throat> I've got a very slight sense of smell, and my taste buds are twenty uh, percent. Now I've never had that before in my whole life, and I'm a hypochondriac that has been you know regularly getting the flu and colds, but not like this. Now, my physical strength and everything else, that's fine now, but I've still got this lasting thing. And he said, this is what he's seeing. So, and he's a given, he gave me the advice, he gave me a website, but what he was fascinated with was my knowledge on the subject. He said, look, can you come back in here and have a chat? Because he goes, it was Friday afternoon, 15 minutes before they shut. And he said, look, I'm just too busy. I've got so much to do. But he goes, can you come back in? He goes, please share me. The the Rashur thing, the um, because he goes, I want to see that, and he's on. He gave me a website. He said, just anything you need to know. It was called, it, it might be called FrontlineDoctors.com or something. He said everything yeah, you need to know is on that yeah. site. Yeah, yeah, and he's. Do he's they have remedies had, on there? It's, it's exactly what Luke Luke was on about about um. It was mainly antiparasitic and uh, things like that to fight parasites because they they say that there's there's wrigglers in some of the um the vaccines. I think um, I the Pfizer one seems to me to be that. Oh uh, well, uh, look, I've seen enough to you know uh, w- whether there's something in there or not. I'm, what I'm seeing and what I'm hearing, it's there's there are bad things going on. That that's just. Well, I agree with that. You know, that uh, I agree with that, but I don't think there's parasites in there. Parasites need a host. Well, if they're if they are not, I don't think they can live in a vial. Yeah, well, the thing is, they do have to keep the. I know one thing about the um, the fires that had to be kept at a very low temperature, and a lot of places couldn't. No, that, keep it I think that was BS for a while. I think that was just to up the price yeah. and try and bring in refrigeration. Because, like I said back in the day, when I was delivering pharmaceuticals, they wanted all the vehicles to be refrigerated. Yeah, because well, that makes sense, though, Ed. Because well, heat ruins. It doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah, it ruins beer. Well, yeah, it ruins certain, beer. Just beer gets ruined by heat. But that wasn't going to happen because that would require quite a few extra vehicles to be refrigerated, and those cost money to run, a lot of money. Well, I got I got offered tonight. I got offered tonight. To be paid to refrigerate my van, so I can start bringing up um, fresh um, produce from Sydney, because they cannot oh, get okay. a lot of stuff up here at the moment. Mm. And so I might take that offer on, because I've got a compartment in the back of my van, quite big, that I could easily bring, uh, you know, two or three businesses um, fresh bits and pieces, whether it be it meat or um, whatever. Because pro- um, pr- product is really difficult to get here. Big time, uh, and, and I'm in the front line here because I'm in the restaurant game now, and I've got told they cannot find 
even drinks like you know a, a pre-made um, lemon lime and bitters from the supermarkets have run out. A bicarb is running out. They've run out of that. Um, there's lots of things that they're running out of here. <laughs> the supply chain thing is a real thing. For sure. Yeah, I agree. So I, 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 where, where I, so where I am here, I've got biodynamic and organic farms all, all around me. So I could actually take herb, you know, fresh herbs, which every restaurant wants, ginger, um, uh, what, what do you call it? Um, mint is, is very popular and just coriander and stuff like that. If I could take that and supply that to someone and then come back with a load of, Stuff to here, which is stuff stuff they cannot get here, and that's uh, potato. Can you believe this? Potatoes are now uh, uh, almost a rare commodity, thanks to our flooding. So frozen chips made of potatoes are, are off the shelves in certain supermarkets, and you've only got sweet potato. Um, I like sweet potato. We, we, all our mu- I, I love it, and you know what? If you, for diabetics and anyone, um, normal white potatoes are really bad for diabetics, but sweet potatoes are good for them or, or, or have a more positive effect. I like sweet potato, but um, most people don't yeah, want to buy you're, them. You're talking they, about the glycemic index. The exactly. glycemic but, index which means that, that they add, turn to sugar add, more slowly. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So... Oh, it's just started raining again. Excellent. Because uh, I was very disappointed before we had a storm come over. And I was thinking it will cool down. And it was it thundered lightning and disappeared. And the, the, we had a beautiful breeze this afternoon, which has cooled things down. The breeze is gone. Now it's raining. Cool rain, which is I'm happy with. But, yeah, no, we've got in Australia, uh, or particularly the mid-north coast where I am, Port Macquarie, <clears throat> 20 minutes away was renowned for growing potatoes, but all that land now has been cleared for houses. So we've got a potato in Australia. Mm. And so anyway, I got offered, and I I believe he'd do it too, you know, get a refrigeration unit put back in my van. So I start wheeling and dealing in um, produce, and I think that could be a new future venture for me. I could be the ab of the middle as long as it's oh, no, uh, ESG compliant, you should be fine. <laughs> yeah. What's ESG mean? Say that again. I believe it's equality sustainability goal. Equality sustainability goal. I'm not. I can't remember. There's so many, but I no, know SDGs right. are Any, SDGs are sustainable development goals, and there's 17 yeah. of them. And Mark Friesen is the only guy in Canada talking about it. He's like a, a yeah, canary I, in a coal mine. Nobody knows what he's talking about. Have you spoken about. to they him? They all think he's nuts. Have you a couple times, have yeah. Have you spoken to him? Okay, good. Yeah. I do challenge him a little bit on his uh, party that he's affiliated with that has no constitution, uh, no leadership review. Uh, he won't respond to those comments. So there's a there's an element mm-hmm. of a problem with the party he's affiliated, the fringe party on the Which right. Is? It's okay. called the PPC, yeah, look, People's Party of Canada. I voted for them, mm. but hey, well, anything, no any, anyone, any, any, look, I have to say this. 
any company, uh, sorry, any organisation, ground, be it you know from the bottom up, the columns of the People's Party sounds commie to me. They love yeah, People's well, Party yeah, guess, as, a, as an object. <laughs> yeah, I bet that's I just me. Like, you know, that. No, I can see how you'd say that. Because what's the party in China called? What's it called again? People's Party? CCP? Yeah. Yeah, Chinese. Yeah, something like that. What is it? CPC or... I don't know what it's called They love people. The word people in their thing, the People's Party. And it goes back to the... Like in Python, Monty Python and their Life of Brian... And they having that, that. I mean, there's so much in the. Actually, if you if you rewatch Life of Brian now, you'll see all everything that's happening now about about you know, um, particularly the scene about the People's Republic of Judea, and they're fighting amongst the other People's Party of Judea, and the you know, there's a there's a split in between every different party, and one of them decides he wants to be a woman. And the guy says, you know, what do you mean you want to be a woman? He goes, I, I, I demand the right to be a woman. And he goes, how are you going to, you can't be a woman, you know, because, what's his name? He goes, you can't be a woman because you have to, you know, we're going to keep the fetus, keep it in the box, you know, like he's making all his jokes about it. Now, that's not a joke. Everything that they're joking about in that movie is, is a fact. You know, the um, People's Republic, People's Public of Judea fighting with the, Popular People's Front of Judea, you know, there's all different names with people involved, though. And I just think that as soon as you hear a, any organisation calling them the People's Popular Party or whatever, it's got an agenda behind it. That's that's my opinion. Well, it could be controlled opposition, I guess, is what you're you might be alluding to. That's what I mean. Um, I'm saying controlled oppositions everywhere, unfortunately. And if they don't start off, then they get co-opted as controlled opposition. But is there anyone in Australia talking about uh, Agenda 21 in the same way Mark is? Because I'm sure you guys are the same. You guys probably have the same exact laws enacted to support it over Every, there. Everything, that you're, everything you can say, it's, and same with New Zealand, everything that you're saying, the same, anything with a royal standard, um, you know, I'm talking about a royal flag, uh, on top of their um, yeah, on, on their country, main yeah. Quite, yeah, they're all speaking from the same hymn book, every one of them. And New Zealand, no, no worse can you get than New Zealand. But then Australia is doing the same thing. And the Aussie Cossack now, because you know I, I couldn't believe it. I went to the doctor the other day, and I was sitting in the uh, surgery or you know the waiting room, uh, and because I, I never watch TV, of course, as you know, and the tennis was on. And instead of the Russian flag, there was a Russian playing a Ukrainian or a Russian playing a, you know, another Eastern Bloc country. The Russian flag was just a white square. They've removed the Russian flag off the TV screen. They're not, you're not allowed to show a Russian flag on Australian TV. This means to me that they're antagonizing the Russians and or, and or, um, something more serious is coming. They really are ramping up something bigger to con us with. That the Russians have let off a nuclear bomb or a, a a dirty bomb would be more the more the case somewhere, and or or, or or turned off our power, hacking our power, and the Russians are responsible because if you're not allowed to 
stand up with a Russian flag, yet you're allowed to go and play tennis in Australia as a Russian, there's something bigger on the agenda. And so there's a white square on the box at the bottom of the TV screen. Now, that to me, the white flag would be an amend- a, a symbol of su- su- uh, surrender. So they, w- they really are antagonising everyone over here, and particularly the oh, Russians. Yeah. But do you, after the break, Rick and Roller. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Hi, fakeologist. I'm Luis from Geneva, Switzerland. And I have to approve that everything that this guy, Benoit Claire, talk about, it's true. And it's the best I hear until now. See you guys. Carry on. Do the same. Kiss. Righty ho. Oh. There's another Swiss, another Swiss from Geneva. Or was it? One of Ben Wise fans. I would say so. I would say so. Yeah. But, um, uh, is there anyone no, in Australia yeah, yeah, talking like yes. that? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. There's there's plenty of people doing it, but they're all silence. And you know, you look, you got knowyourrights.com over here, and you've got the um, what's his name that you interviewed, um, the bearded, shaved head. What's his name? Um, all, all those guys go on about the same thing. Even um, uh, what's his name, the, the chef here, um, Pete um, Evans. They've all been silenced, though. They've had, they had their their YouTube's removed, and they can't, you know, be on yeah. mainstream media. You got to find them on, you know, some obscure channel. But yeah, of, of course. Again, in conjunction with this. Um, United Nations agenda, you've got the drips rolling at, at the same time. They've got every different angle sewed. And as the guy, I spoke, I've spoken to two naturopaths or one herbalist and one naturopath, they just agreed that it's, it's being, there are sick people everywhere. And these guys are selling, they're, they're making money. They're not happy about it. They've got clients coming and prepared to spend any amount of money to get healthy again, yet they've taken... Uh, up to five or to six or seven vaccinations. And I've spoken to the, you know, but but both both these guys I spoke to have asked me to come back and talk to them because they obviously knew I knew stuff and they want my information. So it's very good actually to go and find, go to a health shop and you you, you won't find anyone vaccinated working in a health shop. And if you do, leave that health shop because they are not healthy. They are not healthy. It seems to be very common knowledge that these vaccines are bad, though, amongst the people that are making money off sick people. And I'm not talking about doctors here. I'm talking about vitamin yeah. sellers and uh, yeah. And they, they all there was there was no ifs nor buts or whatever. They just said it's bioweapon, and they, they, basically one of them said. It's coming from every direction that you can possibly think of. But they, they, the common thing is that they don't, they, they're planning a cull or they want a lot of people to die. And that could just come from the stress of listening to the news, as far as I'm concerned. You know, you've yeah. got war, nuclear bombs, um, you know, uh, supply issues, food problems. Um, oh, yeah. Or stress or of life. Oh, my God. Very expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. And so, it feeds into the sickness, though. So if you're stressed, you're going to get sick. Um, 
bang. I agree. You know what I mean? It's, it's a perfect Mental. storm. Yeah, and, yeah, I agree. And and, and no the worst thing though, to me, is not not the worst thing, but now the um the cost of living here. Yeah. Like my friend, yeah, a good, good friend rang me. He said his interest rates have gone from uh, two to five percent in in the last um what would it be, be six told. months? I would say yeah. a year. And they say it's been going up for a year. Yeah, you say, or say it's a year, but so his payments went from two hundred to a thousand. You know, and and that's a lot of money to to. to that's crazy. Suddenly, you know. Yeah, well, well, from two percent to five percent, if you, I think it's on. This is only on two hundred thousand, and I, I don't know much more than that either. But I was very lucky that I refinanced and got. I'm on. I think I'm paying one point nine percent for a couple of years, but. I'll be in the same situation, but if you're a renter over here, your rents are minimum over here about $700 a week for a three-bedroom house. And then it goes up from that. And if you're in Sydney, well, well, you know, you're talking about $1,200, at least $1,000 a week for a two-bedroom apartment in a nice area, a reasonable area. For a renter, and that's going into someone. That's your money going into pay off someone else's mortgage. You're not. You're having to find that much money. This is. This must be stressing people out. Must be stressing people out. And then add bad news and sh- and and uh, mass- massacres of um, people in um, America. They haven't done it here, but they're certainly doing it in America. Don't you think it's psyop city at the moment? I mean, we've got the, all the moon stuff, <clears throat> Half Moon Bay, um, the Chinese Lunar Festival shooting with 11 dead, and the shooter was 72. Just add those numbers together, which I did. As the news story was coming out, I was saying that the guy will be 27. No, he wasn't 27, he was 72. <clears throat> I was right numbers-wise, but um, anyway. I think Ebbs disappeared, so we'll just wait for him to come back. Half Moon Bay, uh, that was another psyop, I guess, that, uh, oh, I yeah. didn't even follow it. They they had two or three shootings in one week, or sorry, stage mm-hmm. events. i got to be careful with my words, of course. Stage events. Well, well, as I was driving. I think driving her play to... is in Half Moon Bay. I was trying to get a hold of her. She is. No, no, I... she, no she is. She said it's just she down is. the road from her. Yep. Oh, did she talk about it? Yep. She should have come out of the fakeologist. Man, finally she's got one in her little town. Yeah. Yep. Well, well, uh, what did she say? I was driving. Anything? I don't know. She just she, no. She, I, I I haven't. I, I just know that she said it's just down the road from where she lives, not not far from where wow. she lives. Wow. <laughs> anyway, I was driving to work with my son, who's l- listens to me. Most of the time, or half the time. Yeah, as he should. And as be as, told. Yeah, but as as this isn't the half moon bay one. This is the first one, the the day, the, the the same day or the day before. As the news was getting read, I said, "I bet." They, as soon as they said ten, I said, "I bet there's 11. And they said ten, and and as I was saying it, they said ten people plus the shooter. And I went, I looked at them, and I said, <laughs> "I guarantee the shooter's twenty." 
And I said, I said to him, I guarantee the shooter's 29. 27 years of age. And they went, no, he was 72, not 27. He was 72. All right. So I was one of the, they were all yeah. old shooters just to make, e- just for equality's sake. Yeah. They even put but, their equality in their tie-up. I knew, I knew they were going to. Uh, when I heard eleven, I said the guarantee the shooter be twenty-seven because that's usually the 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 nine eleven. Yeah, it was seventy. It was seventy-two. So you know, yeah, I, I was right with the numbers, but I was backward. He he listened to me though. He, it was you know like I mean, what are the odds of me being able to predict? Well, not maybe not the right way around, but I got the same two numbers right. That's impossible. To, to, you know, you could, he could have been 41, could have been 21, could have been 13, could have been whatever. Nah, I said it'll be 27, and it was 72. So now I don't look as bad. I may look crazy, but at least I was kind of right, you know, digitally. Well, you've been right all along, my goodness. I'm sure your son oh. knows this. Just doesn't want to admit it. Uh, Can't yeah. pump you up too much. Aguari, exactly. I agree. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, no, I um, but I just think it, we, hear, we're, uh, we're getting. Talk about that. I don't think she knew anything more than you know. It's like, if say there was a massacre in uh, Ontario. No, I wouldn't know anything more than you. No, no, I wouldn't know anything more than you on it. No, but if it's right, no. I just and, thought and, in a small place like hers, if she is networking in the community. Maybe she's heard something. That's all. I was hoping. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm sure if she did, she would have, you know, published something. I think she's on fakeologist.com. But getting back I to mean, Mark and SDGs, he's going to do a yes, deep dive interested. into the 17 SDGs. And that'll be coming out soon. I like the guy a lot. But the stuff he's talking about, it's so dry. I don't know if anyone is going to pay attention to it. What, what was that show with the three Chinese? Or there was two Chinese and another guy. It was, it was basically about, they, they were speaking up about China about four years ago. And they were, it was a, I think it might have been a Canadian podcast. It was very interesting, but people aren't, it, it's not the kind of thing that people want to listen to, that people are more interested in. Kim Kardashian and Kanye West. Yes, that one. Yeah. But I'll tell you, T- Tim Kelly's done some good. That's why I heard you mention that you listened to what I said. Yeah. T- Tim Kelly and I'm has just, done some good stuff. Before you came on, I'm listening to him and this guy, Patrick, somebody. Uh, I can't remember his name right now. He's really good. That's a really oh. good podcast. This guy's just talking yep. about controlled he, opposition and that's the dialectic. Yep. Yeah, He's that. using all the right words. Right? All the right words. Yeah, yeah. Really I, good. I mentioned that. Yeah, jo- Johnny's list, uh, Johnny's wrist. I mean, the new Chinese version. Johnny's wrist shared that oh, onto the um, recommended podcast. I haven't listened to it, but um, I've listened to he it most the other ones. One. So, so yeah, so Tim Kelly. Well, I had to recommend that show, but Tim Kelly uh, interviewed your um, the uh, what's the name uh, the female the Holocaust one that went to jail. The last Monica, week, the yeah, I heard that too. Monica, Schaffer. actually, yeah, yeah. she and uh, her brother Alfred were on um, Perfect Triangle with Giuseppe, who's pretty and he's he's pretty harsh with regards to calling out the chosen people. 
and um, yeah. that was a really good show. He didn't even say anything. Those brother and sister, Monica and Alfred, they did all the talking. Oh, Giuseppe they, just sat yeah, there and you, listened. You're not going to get in. You're not going to get in sideways when you got two people that you know got got the information and uh, uh, and suffered by be, actually being in jail. And the brother wasn't there for four years, I think. And he's going to go back, he thinks. Uh, he's on trial again. Uh, well, look, whether they're using these people as, a, as, as just a show pony, uh, like, what, what do you call it? But yeah. they didn't communist, you know, they had show trials and, and made an example yeah, yeah. of a certain person. I think that could be a thing, you know, like they did to David yeah. Irving, you know. They, the, the, and I've got a good friend who's a total cynic, you know, triple vaccinated. He said to me the other day, and he is a military historian. He, he said, David Irving's stuff is faultless, his research on war, because he actually did both sides. He didn't just sit and do the Churchill's, you know, uh, Winston Churchill version of World War Two. Irving actually knew it. And, and I can't reiterate, if you want to read something harrowing, which most people don't, yeah. <laughs> Irving's book on... Um, the um, uh, what happened in Dresden is frightening, and it's the Americans that were running around, flying around, stopping supply chains of medicine, and you know, bombing hospital towns and things like that. It wasn't, you know, the, the, this is probably a fact. I would agree that these things happened back in the day. And the reason why so many people died in Germany is that they had no food because they literally flew around and blew up all the supply trains in the middle of winter, bringing in, you know, food and medicine to Germany. So they were isolated and, um, you know, you've spoken to the other guy that did the um, Irish Holocaust. He, he thought up to 10 million Germans died in the three or four years after World War Two because they were imprisoned and died yeah. in yeah. The open prison. I'm sad to say. I I would probably believe that. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah, well, you know. Once you find out that once you find out who was involved with the um, propaganda out of um, Nazi Germany in um, 44 and 45, Alfred Hitchcock, C.D. C. C. Jackson. That's not his real name, of course. C.D. Jackson. That's a pseudonym surname. Um, you got propagandized about what happened, and I, I, I was a victim of that up till probably the early eighties or mid eighties, early eighties. That I watched the World at War, narrated by um, famous British actor Lawrence Olivier, and I believed everything that they said, and the, they played the right music and the, you know, everything that you know in the Final Solution episode, uh, you know, the, how nasty the Germans were. And, Every, I just said to a friend of mine, this is the same guy the other night, I said, well, it's good that you've woken up to um, Irving being the best researcher, but you've got to throw out all your – and he has them. He's got the World at War series and all that. Most of what you read about World War II is fake. It didn't happen and the way that you've been told. And I think Irving's version is completely different than everything I ever heard. Um, well worth looking into. But of course, he was uh, like Schaefer, a um, denier, art denier, and um, well, yeah, he, I, I just, yeah, he whole... just challenged the mm. official story. I wouldn't call him a denier. He just 
But the deniers, yeah. their words, I would just say he challenged the official story. It's a denier would have to be like Mariah. I was I was bringing this up on IPS last night. Mariah, like Mariah Carey, backwards is Hiram, and Hiram Abiff is the the biggest um, Masonic name you can get, and it's the name Mariah, backward Hiram. Anything to do with um, that gang, you're getting misinformation. And um, David Irving wrote, four, I think, three or four books on World War Two that historians think are faultless, faultless. Yet um, his name was destroyed by the um, what he suggested that uh, you know the, the Auschwitz thing. So. Uh, what do you do? What do you do? But anyway, going back on uh, the uh, Rick and Rollo recommended podcast, and I got this off IPS yesterday, or no, this morning. He shared a guy doing a show called um, uh, the, the, the Something 19 Scam. It's got nothing to do with COVID-19. It's basically the, the, the number 19 that you can follow through and find out that 19 is used continuously as part of a scam. The, 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 it's a weaponized number. And he's traced it back to the, again, and Marcus Allen would agree with this, the, um, uh, what are they called, that um, weird cult of, not a weird cult, they're a very powerful the Baha'i, yes, Baha'i, B-H. Baha'i faith? A, a, Baha'i faith. They have, their calendar that they have, there are 19 days in every, no, sorry, 19 months, 19 days in all the months except for the last month is five. And everything about Baha'i is 19. And they were the very first people to start talking about the New World Order way before George Bush did his New World Order speech in uh, um, uh, 91, again, 91, reverse of 19. That he said that 19 is, a, is the number you need to look out for, for being a scam number, and that, that it's, it's weaponized. And, you've got, of course, we've got COVID-19. And Pfizer this week announced they have 19 new products to be released in 2023. So there's a there, oh, there. There we go. Oh, yeah. Oh, they love there. their numbers. Yeah. They just, they don't love them. You know, so it's, yeah, love is the word. They, they are obsessed them. by these numbers. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I was saying just before, I've, on the same show we're talking now, uh, there's been three big songs that I can name that are just nine, called 19 that were big hits. One, one was an electronic type one in the 80s. The other one was um, the guy from uh, Thin Lizzy did a song called 19. There's uh, I Was Only 19 in Australia is one of the biggest songs ever in Australia. But ni- 19 is, as soon as you see that number, you know, you, you have to know that this is a code, like 33. Uh, yeah. The, it's 19 dubious, hijackers dubious. on 9-11. Yep, yep, blah, yep, blah, yep, blah, yep, blah, yep, yep, never exactly. Ends. Yep, 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 <laughs> exactly. And again, not, you know, Pfizer chief announces 19 new products available in 2023. So they they love re- reiterating and repeating these numbers just to drive you, you know, us mad. 
I don't get mad about it. I just go, you know, I just shake my head. Shake my head. Anyway. Yeah, I call it hoax code. It is, it is hoax code for sure. Yep. I'll just tell you the name. I'll just go through. I've mentioned it before. His name's David, but um, I'll, just, I'll, I'll just tell you the name of the the show that I'm talking about because it is really good. And uh, you're listening to Rickin' Out. This is Without a Trace, Rochello, and Will Lou, Jim Reel, and Gulo, SMG. You are listening to Fakeologist Radio at com. You're listening to Rick and Ab 2023 20, on the uh, 29th of the 1st. It's 29, that's 2 and 9, 11. Anyway, and we're just talking about this. So anyway, Ab, it's David Ewing Jr. as in... Dallas, the Ewing family. Yeah. David Ewing Jr. New World Order. It's called Code Nineteen: The Scam. The other, the show I actually listened to that um, Tim Osman shared is called Matrix Nineteen. And I tell you, I highly recommend this. Those two shows and his other stuff. And he calls himself on YouTube. I brought up before. Um, Act like you know twenty six. Act like you know 26 on YouTube. Uh, very interesting. Really good stuff. Really, really, really good stuff. So um, yeah, drop all those links if you don't mind somewhere. Yeah, no, I will. I'll, I'll, I'll do that later for sure. Absolutely, because um, on the show notes for sure. Yep, that's a fact. That's a fact. But yeah, it's um the Baha'i though. Um, Marcus Allen, I think, has brought them up before. I've brought them up. They are basically the global religion. Um, they are basically every religion in one. There's obviously something that is a there there with Baha'i, um, and and the, the the hardcore Muslims call them a splitter group. That that they are. It's like calling the Christians. Uh, uh, sorry, a, a Mormon, a Christian. They're like a, a different version of a very similar thing. Or maybe a Jehovah's Witness, a Christian. They're like a, they're different, but they've got incredible amount of money behind them, and they were apparently the first people to be openly talking about new world orders way before George Bush did a speech in '91, when he said, um, "When we achieve our new world order, and we will." And we will, yeah. We, yeah and Ominous. we will. Yeah. Great speech. Great yeah. speech. Look it up. I think I put it mm. on Faco too. Yeah, yeah. Tw- 1991, George Bush, uh, almost 10 years to the day before the, um, I think it was on 9-11. Well, it, it was on 9-11. It was on 9-11. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. one nine nine one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So yep. true. And so, what, what, so there's definitely a, a, a code 19. Now, I know for a fact, and I've been on about this for some time, that 19 in the Hebrew, Sipara, what do they call it? The, the you know, the, and, and it's in Strong's Concordance, which is basically the go-to of Bible study things, that 19 in the Hebrew Hebraic system meant slaughter. Slaughter. That's what 19, it, it spells out their version of the word slaughter. So, Again, as I said, that a big lightning bolt flashed in the sky. So, you know, there we go. 
Um, that's this. Go to Strong's Concordance. Look up what what does nineteen mean in Hebrew? It means slaughter, to slaughter. So uh, you know, I don't mean to be a conspiracy theorist, but um, let me tell you. Let me just tell you, I could be, could be. So yeah. Anyway, but uh, absolutely, David Ewing Jr. and he's interviewed by a, I think he's Swedish, and there seems to be a lot of really, or maybe Norwegian, but he's really good interviewer that talks to him and 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 okay. asks him the right questions. How old is that interview? Yeah. I don't know, but um, Tim shared it uh, this morning. I, I went straight into it and read it, and I was just blown away, you know, because there's not much I don't know normally, you know, I don't sit there going, oh, I haven't heard that before, I haven't heard that before. I was literally listening to everything, and it's about an, uh, at least a one and a half hour or one hour YouTube. Um, highly I'll recommend put a it. link, so I'll, I'll listen to it, yeah, put I a will. link, uh, drop it yeah, in Yeah, for thing. sure. Yeah, it's, it is YouTube, though, yeah. so it's not like a podcast. So I try to find it as a podcast, which I thought would be better for me. That's all right. Because as you know, and you, me, me and you are both, or, or, yeah, or me, we're, we're audio people, you know, and we don't like having the yeah. look, you know, what, yeah. and um, this thing is not audio. Uh, there's no visuals, it's, but it, it is actually a recorded um, show. The visuals are in um, my mind. Yeah, yep, 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 yep. But anyway, the, the good thing is, again, um, Ben Meyer's back, and he seems to be awfully keen to start, you know, doing positive things. I just said, uh, to me, and I agree with you, I, 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 as far as disco goes, uh, it, 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 it's a very finite uh, platform. And the word fakeologist and Discord are uh, being... <laughs> At least Saturday four now. times in the last year and a half. Yep, yep, for sure. And yeah. uh, I just said, all I'm keen to hear is more audios coming out. And if that's what he wants to do, fantastic. But if he wants to, if he thinks he's going to start up a, a fakeologist discord like it used to be, it's not going to happen. And if it does, it will just disappear overnight, eventually, you know, maybe not straight away. No. I just think we've, we've, we've you, you've got your, um, and that's what, so changing the subject, Villaset said to me about uh, IPS, what annoys him the most, and it does annoy me as well, is that he, he's obviously got the, the knowledge of how to do things, yet why doesn't he just set up a um, situation like you've got where you don't want your shows to be shared on these um, contrived, you know, uh, Discord, so uh, Apple um, Rothkins and, automatic and, and all these places. Yeah, you, you want to have your own. So why doesn't he just set up his own thing and you, you, you just share, go straight to the straight to the uh, mother load and get, get all your podcasts and stuff. Obviously, he's going to get censored off Apple. Obviously, he's got sense going to get censored off, um, um, you know, Podomatic and Podbean and. Yeah, and Rofkin and things like that eventually. Maybe not Rofkin now. Yeah, because so, you know what Bella said is, like yourself, I mean, and I've heard the conversations, you understand this packet thing and, the, and that you cannot censor someone that's got their own web address. Not easily. Their, you, their hey, listen, you can censor anyone. It's just that if you're going to go on to their platforms, don't expect a warm yeah. welcome. 
for very long. It's pretty simple. Mm. Well, that's what he said. He said, like, because like, I mentioned, I just mentioned it before earlier. I said, if he really wants to not, to you know, stay under the radar, he needs a Belisette or or someone that can say to him, look, what well, are you he doing? He knows how to do it himself I'm, too. Tim is pretty smart. But he does. But he. But he. But but he doesn't. But he doesn't. Well, he. I think he likes complaining about it. It's like Tom and Jerry. If Tom catches Jerry, the show's over. The show's over. <laughs> show's over. Road runner. Just give me one. Uh, 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 yeah, yeah, you're right. You're listening to Fake Radio on com with the wonderful Klaus Schwab speaking to uh, Ike. No, I'm not. I'm, I, I've stolen his microphone. Don't tell him so. Don't, no, don't tell him. Anyway, I will be back a bit later. Oh, the thunder and lightning starting. Thunder in the distance. And I've got a frog sitting near me. Giving me directions. Telling me things to say. That's a joke. That's a joke. Very, it's cooling down. Wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you. If anyone wants to call in, they can. 810 1984 902 1984 If you want. Yeah, well, you know, if, if you want. If you want, I prefer. Uh, uh, I said to um, uh, Bella Benoit early. Oh, well, I, I, no, Benoit. Uh, yeah, he's, he's been very hopping up left, right, and center. He's desperately trying to boost up Discord on. Um, yeah, that's on not the side. I said, look, I, I'm, I, I'm, t- I'm, I've, I've just got the, my cynicism about Discord is through the roof. It's like. He, he can try and get all these people on there, but as soon as he does, they're just going to disappear. And so just the gals. Well, some of them turn us the in. I think some of these guys I are think the so. ones that turn I, in the server. I think so. It has to be. I, I, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and so I'm not – I don't think that you're going to ever get the same quality discord we had back in the day. But, but I don't want to be so negative to say that, Get on there so you can come and do a look. Because to me, the main thing about Discord, at least you can, it's much easier to do audio chats. And that's what you want. You want people that come on there and talk and, and have a chat. But these people that just want to sit there and share reams upon reams upon reams of their own theories. It's just not, it's just going to go south as soon as they press a button and that, that site goes. Yet, let me say this. Uh, IPS. Told, the IPS site, I've been on it for maybe four months or whatever. Yeah, they don't take that one down. down. Not yeah, taken down whatsoever. And let me and tell you, there's way more good, good stuff, stuff than we ever did. Yep, 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 yep. Be guaranteed. told. And, um, yeah, be told. And, um, so why Hayes, do they leave him alone? No problem whatsoever. Well, that, but, well, supposedly he's been taken down off um, all these other platforms, but not Discord, uh, guaranteed. But fakeologists, you, you get all these great people there, and they all start chatting, and next thing you know, boom, gone. And and the moderators have their sites removed, and your your emails now useless to get back onto Discord. It's just frustrating. So I, I just said to him, look, you're better off. You know, I didn't, I didn't discourage him, but I said, you, you know, yes. Audio, get them on for audio, but don't think your chat sites are going to ever work again on that platform ever, because they seem to know. Well, we what have you the fakeologist forums. Exactly, 
Exactly, and uh, and they're good. If you're going to do something, yeah. Oh, got Rachel, sure. and, Dirty and, and Benny. They're not get yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Dirty Benny and um, uh, Al. You can call me Al, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Pumping out good stuff. Guaranteed. Very good stuff. 100%. Fakeologist forums. Make yeah, sure so you that, join in. It's free. Yeah, guaranteed. And it won't be deleted. It's it's free and it won't be deleted. Exactly. Tonight, yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm going to talk to those two uh, from Washington State about communitarianism again. They narrated a pretty interesting yeah. video that is on a YouTube channel. I can't remember the name, PTB or something, but that's good. they're going to be on tonight. We're going to talk about communitarianism, which, of course, is what mm. we're moving towards. Nobody talks about it. Exactly. Agenda 21 is communitarianism. And yep. uh, Nikki Rapana spoke. Well, George, George, George you know, she, she did. And, but, and George um, Herbert Walker Bush, that was his big speech. It, it, we, he said we're moving into communitarianism. That was what he said. And yeah. he might have been. Mm, one of those years. Um, it's a thing, and it's a mixture of communism and socialism. Capitalism. All the same thing. Exactly. Well, it is a form of communism. Yeah, it's capitalism and communism. It's They call it the third way. And that was the book by... Um, Et- Alvin Toffler. Emetai Etzioni. I think. Well, 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 well sorry, Alvin Toffler and his wife, Alvin Alvin Toffler and his wife, who was also writing about the stuff, said the, th- yeah. you know, the third way, and this is what we're moving into, and that was written in the um, late 80s, early 90s, um, and to, I had a good conversation last night about um, with the, the owner of the cafe, who's very cynical because he's got one son who's a... 100% vaccinated uh, science believer, and the other one is a 100% oh. conspiracy theorist. Mm. But they love them both, and they've got no problem with either of them. That's the most wonderful thing you can ever be as a parent, to accept your children's views. Both his mother and father have said the same thing to me. They said, you know, one's this, one's that, but, you know, we love them either way. It doesn't make any difference. Well, you don't have them. to accept them, but you and- can tolerate them. <laughs> I look well, at it as tolerate. Accept or tolerate, whatever the whatever the whatever the word is. But um, and um, Toffler's um was one of the the, the go to writers back in the when I remember in the late seventies. You know, all the cool kids. You know, were all reading Alvin Toffler's. Um, he, he was a well known author. And then anyway, last night we ended up talking about the same subject. And I told him because he's ex advertising executive, and, and he was a head of a big, well-known advertising agency. And I said, "You need to read up on uh, Bernays," because I said, "I bet you haven't heard of Edward Bernays," because I said he's the guy that's making you more money because of bacon and eggs, because that's one of their biggest things they sell. <clears throat> and Edward Bernays came up with the whole concept of bacon and eggs. These were, this was not an, a, a normal Oh, is that right? He brought food. in that breakfast? Yeah. Bacon and well, eggs is Edward Bernays. What did people eat before mm-hmm. that? 
But they didn't eat. They waited till break fast, break fast, and ate a big meal at about uh, midday, at lunch, one o'clock. And oh, really? People never eat in the morning. Mm-mm, mm-mm. So I'll, I'll tell you how big the con is. Bernays, Bernays, who you know, obviously double nephew of. Um, anyway, he sat there and he he, he listened yeah. to what I said with his smartphone, and he's. Six years older than no, he's ten years older than me. No, eight years older than me. So he's sixty-seven, sixty-eight. So, yeah. And he said he looked up everything I was saying, and he went, "Oh, there you go." And he said he wasn't his nephew. He uh, sorry, he wasn't his. You know, he, he found all the information, listened to what I said, researched for himself, and what I said was accurate, a hundred percent. And um. Edward Bernays came up with bacon eggs, and the the greatest one he did, one of the best, was the uh, introducing smoking oh, to females. That females do not smoke cigarettes. Yeah. Called them torches of freedom, torches of freedom, and freedom torches. Handpicked, yeah. handpicked, good-looking, uh, attractive females to light up at protest meetings and, and, and film them for the uh, local news shows, which you got at your cinema. Your programming was done at the cinema, not on TV. We didn't have TVs in the 30s and 40s. And he turned females into chain-smoking um, smokers, uh, bacon and eggs, or Edward Bernays. The bacon and eggs thing I didn't know about. That's interesting. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway, I told him what I'm telling you, and he went re- sat there and listened to because he probably thought, oh, here we go. He's got a son who's a conspiracy theorist, so he has to double check everything. Everything I said was validated. It was all there online on uh, Wikipedia. So there you go. And the book. So he, but the interesting thing is, he said, oh, he goes, the, the, the biggest book on propaganda I read was Jacques Alul. So he's read Jacques Alul's That's book right. on propaganda. Yeah. Mm. And I said, well, Jacques Alul is the modern version, but more the Kissinger of. Stuff. You know, he was, he was he's a, a French technocrat. Not... Big time, yeah. Oh, no, for sure. And uh, but one of the uh, technocrats of uh, European situation. I, get, I imagine he's dead now. I, I don't know. No, but I don't think everything so. Everything he wrote, he I may well he not be. be he may well not be. Hmm. 80s. He's in his <laughs> well, 80s, I think. Mm-hmm. But um, it was it was interesting to, because yes, I'm a conspiracy theorist, but I challenge anyone, and I always do. I said, come and come at me with your information, and I'm going to give you contraindication, if that's the way they use the word, but uh, contra information. I'm going to show you that everything you've heard was wrong, and you've been getting your information, and and look. You're listening to After the break. You're listening to another hour of Fakeologist Radio on Fakeologist.com. I just want to point out a uh, YouTube channel that I found in the last week. Under the name Nick Johnson. Yes, he go, goes go, around go, go, go. and has been going around America 
filming <laughs> basically the decaying America. And when you watch his video, oh, Ab, do, 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 have you do you disagree or agree? Well, you can't disagree. He's just showing you the urban decay. I know. Just uh, it's uh, yeah, very it, depressing, and uh, yes, it's yes, unbelievable. Yes, yes, yes. How they've uh, have you seen, they basically have you seen they looted the empty, America. empty buildings. Yeah, and, oh, I've and seen all that. I've seen all that. I I watched the guy that drove around the bad neighborhoods. That he yep. didn't say anything. He just drove around. I watched that for a long yeah. time. And well, I, was, this, I got really depressed really watching good commentary. But go yep. watch Nick Johnson. The guy's got almost a million views. He's doing a lot of um, video about the uh, homeless. Can't call them homeless. You have to call them people experiencing. We have them homeless. here, Ab. Not 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 where not where I am so much that I, I don't see them. But if you go and when when I drive through the city at night time, or when I get off the train which, and, and Central Station, I walk around and there is homeless everywhere. So it's a thing. It's a thing. It's a real thing. Because the rents are it's so a high. It's growing thing. The rents are so high. Yeah, it is. For sure. And 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 how can like my fr- a friend of mine rang the other night and he said he, you know his interest rate's gone from two to five percent, and he's now paying. He can afford. Yeah, that's crazy. He hasn't got a big mortgage. But if you yeah. had a five hundred thousand dollar mortgage, which is normal, and that's a cheap one probably in Sydney. Because everyone's been told, just get as the most expensive house you can, and it will double in value in three years. Now that doesn't have to happen anymore. It might have happened, you know. Uh, my son's just walking around with a frog, as you do, and it's raining. Um, yeah, no, it's it's, it's happening, and and I, I see, I see what's happening in America, and and, and especially San Francisco, and um, where's the other one I watch? Uh, it was horrific. And Los it was Angeles, Venice Beach. People, Los Angeles, yeah. Venice Beach. It was Venice Beach, right? And these people were all predominantly addicted to um, fentanyl. And I was just horrified at what I was seeing. It was like, to me, it looks like the Walking Dead movie, TV show, rather, that all the kids have been watching for the last 10 years or six years or whatever. They've normalized the fact that these people, they're calling them the zombies, and people eventually will call them zombies, and they'll be happy to see them getting shot. Because you know, once they cut the supply chain off of fentanyl and um, opioids via China, which will happen, will happen, these people are going to need their fix. And the only way to get it is to go and break into old people's or sick people's or people's houses and raid their medicine cabinets. Pharmacies. <laughs> yeah. Farmers, exactly, but if you can. Now, even up where I am, which is a predominantly older, uh, I would say, look, I'm considered a a spring chicken at 58. The the doctor's surgeries have written on the front doors of certain ones, we do not prescribe or administer opioids because there's so Uh many doctor shopping. Mm. Now, if these people don't get their medicine, what's going to happen? And that's why I reckon we'd be normalised with this um, uh, walking dead zombie apocalypse 
narrative from the media because eventually if China stops manufacturing and supplying the opioids, which that's where they're coming from, guaranteed, be told, be told. Well, you can't blame China. I mean, if they weren't, if they weren't blaming China, no, I'm not blaming China. I'm not blaming China. I'm blaming. So I'll I'll give you an example. My my, um, son, the 18 year old, he had what I had, really bad chest and chest cough, really bad. So his mother, you know, I'm talking about cult member, you know, test him, test him, test him. She took him to the doctor. You know what the doctor gave him? Let me tell you now. He prescribed him um, antibiotics. Uh, what's it called? It's, no. He prescribed him the an, op- an opioid for a bad cough. Wow. That's crazy. Yep. And, I was, and he rang me and he goes, Dad, I was speaking to the doctor and they asked, they, they said they, they, they gave me, um, what's the name of it? It was uh, one, one of your common pain-killing opioids. Bad ones, and I said uh, they gave him a Ventolin, but a high power, like a more of a powder form. Ventolin, uh, yeah, it's another steroid sprayer. Yeah, of course. Yep. But and a well-known common brand of opioid for a bad cough, and the doctor said, "Oh no, it will, what it does is it um, helps ease the cough." And luckily, his mother had agreed with me. I was, you know, this, this isn't what you give a child with a cough. You, this is an addictive um, medicine. medicine yeah. You know, like, yeah, well, it's a drug. And this is two, uh, three weeks ago up here that he was prescribed a opioid to help deal with the chest cough. Now, I've been going to doctors as a hypochondriac, a registered one, be told registered hypochondriac conspiracy yeah. theorist. At no stage has any doctor ever offered me opioids or antidepressants or anything. Never. Not once. Yet. I will haven't got those issues, but um, it's a thing. Oh, everyone yeah. has those issues yes, according to them. <laughs> they do with my father's on them now. Yes, he is, you know, and, and he'd never taken a drug in his life. Yet he's now on statins because he was um, eating his wife that he married. I don't even want to talk about her much, but she doesn't eat a food, so he eats her food. And he got overweight because she orders expensive meals and doesn't eat them. And he got put on statins because he had what they said was slightly uh, elevated cholesterol. Now, I'll well, say that's what he said. Everyone has elevated cholesterol according to the drug companies. Mm. They do, absolutely. absolutely. And oh, it's all so BS, at the moment, of course. So I'm suggesting that your, your doc, not my doctor, but the, certainly the one that talked to my son a few weeks ago, they're getting paid to flog opioids. They're getting money of course. to prescribe it now. They're just mm. pharmacists now, in white coats with stethoscopes. Yeah, but when when the supply chain, which it will, goes down for these opioids that they're successfully getting kids addicted to and adults and whatever, you're going to see a, 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 a an apocalypse of um, a zombie apocalypse, what they've been talking about jokingly on media. 
you're going to get people that have needed and taking and hooked on these things, getting told well, we can't get any more, and they're going to go, what do you mean you can't get any more? They will look for them anywhere they can get them, and that includes knocking on and attacking their next-door neighbours. I'm telling you, I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist, doomsayer, but I'm saying we could go pear-shaped. If China stops manufacturing opioids, we're going into um, living dead. Indeed, not a living all- dead. Yep, 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 yep. I mean, I couldn't believe it when he told me, he said, they've given me, actually, I'm going to ask him right now, you know, the things that he was given, because he, he was shot himself, and he's only 18. Yeah. One second. <laughs> live, live, live reporting, live reporting on the, the, Jacob. <clears throat> What was the name? What What did the doctor give you for your cough that you said was bad? Codeine. Codeine, right? Codeine tablets. Oh, codeine. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Now that is a really nasty, highly addictive, fun apparently. Rollo, rollo, rollo. No, codeine is a um, synthesized um, uh, opioid. And, and oh, okay. it's, it's the ingredient that they manufacture crystal meth, uh, sorry, methamphetamine out of. So oh, okay. It's like a there's pseudoephedrine, codeine. Either way, it's it's a very addictive substance, very addictive substance. And I nearly fell off my um, giraffe that I was riding, no, no or chair or whatever. When he when he said they wanted code, because look, I've been there with, I've been to the doctor for the last. 50 years, you know, so we'll say 40 years. At no stage, with every cough I've gone to, has anyone said, take codeine for that? But they, they knew he was 18 years of age and a future, um, what do you call it, client. Customer. So that's how bad yeah. you're, yeah. And he wasn't a family doctor. He was just a, a random doctor that they managed to get him into because that's the other thing that's going on here. When you're sick, if you want to get to a doctor, you've got to maybe to two-week wait to get in to see a Doctor. So if you're really, really sick, you've got to go to a hospital. So I'm suggesting that they are manuf- they are hyping up and getting money, you know, with they're basically bringing in doctors from Sydney and paying them a lot of money to come up here and do a two-week like locum, you know, like swap themselves around. And they're prescribing dangerously addictive medicine for something like a cough. I'm sorry, I've never heard codeine prescribed for a cough. Ever. Ever. Well, codeine so, is for pain. So obviously if the cough is It's painful. for pain. He's not, and he wasn't, he, no, 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 no. It was the same cough I had. It was a really throaty, chesty yeah. cough, which is gone now. And it wasn't all. painful? But um, No. And but the doctor said, "No, oh, no, no. We we just pref- you know prefer you if you took because it will help you if you start coughing violently." Now, to me, that's yeah. uh, what Alan Watt used to say that the doctors are man- uh, the doctors are pushing these drugs on you. They are uh, pushing the drugs on you. So there's more proof, as far as I'm concerned, not to go to a uh, random doctor anymore. And I'm still lucky that I've got my. Um, Doctors that I had back in the 80s, they're both still alive. One's Jewish, one's Chinese, and they're both still practicing. Um, and they've both kept me in good stead. 
Although one of them, one of them would have liked to see me vaccinated. The other one said, in his mind, that anything fast is bad for you. So that he just more or less said without saying anything that um, they brought out this thing too fast. Don't take it. Sorry, just having some white. Yeah, water. he can't really tell you not to take it. He well, he he just said, in my mind, and I've been I've been there since eighty eighty five seeing him regularly, he said to me, I think anything fast is bad. And he said, fast food, fast... Um, Women, fast cars, you know, fast yeah, development. Yeah. No, 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 no. Ab, you, you're right. All those things. And he just said, it's, he said, they've rushed this out too fast. And he just said, not good. He was talking also about fast internet being bad. So there you go. There you go. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm, um, I'm sticking with him. Chinese doctor, 100%. My other one has said he's, he is fantastic, but he tends to underplay everything. And you can go in there with your arm half cut off and he will say, yeah, you know, it doesn't look that bad to me, but you know, he, he, he is good, but he's not as thorough as I like the, I like thorough doctors that say go and get a test. But I am a hypochondriac. I have to say that. Oh well, yeah, it feeds your hypochondria. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he's but he's at, at no stage of ever in my thirty something years of seeing these guys been offered any painkillers or drugs at all. They've just said get tested if it's, if it's not a problem. You know, cut down this, no, cut down that. You're starting to look at the uh, effects of codeine. You should look, punch it in. What are the effects? What does hey, it do? Well, it's, fu- it's funny. Uh, he was the one that said to me, he goes, I'm not taking them because I don't think they're good. So he used his own instinct. Because I just said, are you serious? I mean, what, what, what would they give you that for? Because to me, codeine is something you'd take for a really serious pain. And I've had, you know, pain before. And when I had my knee operation, yes, I did. I took um, uh, very high quality pain because I was in pain. But... Um, not for a cough, and that's what he went in there with, a cough. So I'm concerned, Ab. I think that there's a, a conspiracy going on with the medical fraternity. I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist, but I am. Uh, that The drug-pushing idea has been going on for a long time now, 20 years, yeah. 30 yeah. years. It's just coming yeah. to a and head. What were, they do- what were they doing? They were bringing very good-looking women in to offer doctors all sorts of incentives to and holidays to start pushing their particular drugs. That was a thing. They got caught doing that. This is about 10 years ago. So anyway. No doubt. Anyway. Pharma sales. Mm. Uh, So what time are you doing your show? That'll be at 8 p.m. Eastern, which I believe is midnight. Oh, noon for you. Noon. I'll make sure. I'll make sure I listen to that. Ah, that a boy. Guaranteed. Yeah, I haven't I, been I listening was... to a lot of stuff. No. No, I have. No, I just haven't and been. At... Yeah, I've, it's been. Mm. And for Frank have... and I, want I told yes. Frank we should try and do something once a week um, in the studio because he wants to play clips. I can't play clips through the Discord, so we're gonna try. Well, and do I would something rather do something. I would rather do something. I would rather do something studio wise. That's what I said to Bella. Set. It's like it's really oh, frustrating okay. when you. 
you're telling someone something interesting and you want to play a clip and you can't do it anymore. It's like being oh. mildly, um, uh, what, what, do you, what would you call it? More, you know, censored, but you can't play a, um, you're listening to yeah, a Would you like to support Fakeologist.com and all the content we're creating? We operate on the value for value principle, where you pay whatever you can for whatever value you feel you've received. We accept donations in almost every form from PayPal to Bitcoin. Please go to Fakeologist.com forward slash donate for your payment options. Thank you for your support. Well, yeah, we're back. Yeah, no, we'll try. We'll, yeah, we should. You're listening to Rick and Ab. Um, yeah, we should try and do something because um, that way you can All play right. the grabs if we have a a um, particular. Yes. Um, if you have clips, uh, you can send them video. To me. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. I would say that's a good idea, 100. percent Um. Yeah, we can do that. Frank, if can I do didn't it. think you were around in the yeah. day. I thought you were busy cleaning. No, nah, well, I've, uh, what am I doing these days? I'm doing some of that, but I'm more um, doing night work, or I'm doing half night work and half day work. So, um, no, but we should try and do that because at least that way we can do a bit more produce. I'd, I'd rather something more produced than um, this, you know, something we can play our grab of uh, whatever or whoever. Yeah. Whatever well, yeah. or whoever. It, it yeah, but twelve o'clock. I should be able to. I should be able to give it. Say, so, so I just factored in that hour and just pull up in my van if I'm driving in Sydney, and I can just pull yeah, up. Yeah, you and want. And, um, yeah, because I can't go much just, more than an hour on the weeknights. Eight to nine. window. Yeah. So I have a, So I have an hour coffee break type of thing in between jobs or whatever in Sydney. If I'm in Sydney and I'm yeah, driving, that'll be fine. I can just pull up. Yeah. Now we should do that. And more produced, all the better, all the better. I, that's where I'm going. I, I'd like it more, more professional. I just say, I, I just the thing I can't stand or cannot do anymore is that is a five person or four person scream fest. You know where you're trying to talk down or talk over and yeah, whatever. you can't do that. It's good. It's good every now and then, but nah, it's, to me, I, I lose my train of thought. I'm way better with me. Doing whatever I want to talk about, and then you turning up and yeah. we can free flow. Yeah, bouncing right? it. We're, even with Frank, even with Frank, because Frank's a very respectful, respectful uh, okay. person. If you've got someone that starts, I'm not going to name who he is, but he, you know who he might, I might be referring to. You lose. He, he'll interrupt as you're just coming up with something interesting, and you lose your train of thought, and that doesn't work. Oh, you, you need to have. And you know, I'm talking about. I don't want to mention his name, but you know, I'm talking about. He, he, he can do that. He could derail um, a freight train. <laughs> Always entertaining. Always entertaining. But um, um, 
Yeah, he's, he's gone all sheepish. Because so, I, I, I told him the other night, I said, you are just, he, he's really pissed me off a couple of recently about his harassing his neighbours and things like that. And I, I don't have any sympathy for his behaviour. I, I just think he's in the wrong and he's being, I, I don't just know who we're talking about, but when we can have a free-form conversation, we're talking about entertainment industry, fantastic. But once he starts telling me what he's got up to harassing people and, you know, annoying the cops and things like that. Yeah, you don't support like, that. I support the police 100% when it comes to him. I, I agree that they should go around there and tell him to shut the, you know, up um, if he's harassing a family with a baby. But after a second bottle of um, mineral water, he turns into – he can't remember anything he said, and he starts sharing all these things. And I, I pull him up every time, but he's always entertaining. And I, like, I, I got, having spent a lot of time with him, it's good. But I'm trying desperately just to say, go back to the way you were when we were doing the regular Fake Holders Australia Roundtable. No problem whatsoever. Yeah. You're very professional. You're very professional. But yeah, it's it's just not working. And so I, I, I look, Valisette was saying, I oh, will put the chat thing on the thing. I'm not doing anything recorded if he's going to carry on like that ever again, ever again. It's just yeah, too. You've stressful. had enough. Ah, I've just had enough of this, you know, the, the, this anger and whatever, and well, blaming everyone else for his well, own problem. That's why we're not uh, doing it. That's why we've stopped. We stopped yep. him in his tracks. And, and a very smart decision. I totally agree. Totally. Well, we couldn't deal with it. Could, couldn't work with it. It just wasn't working. We couldn't deal with just well, absolute. What it does, what it does is in the future, and it's not, I'm not even talking about the future, I'm talking about now, it, certain words and phrases and intentions are going to be, go through the uh, filter system. <laughs> yeah, and they'll, they'll hate, well, sadly, that's what's going to qualify. Most of the time, you say, say you've got me, you, and Frank. There's no hate speech on that show. None. No, no. We know our boundaries. Bit of parody. We know, no, it's not so much our boundaries. You're just not saying anything. That you, you know. Yeah. Well, we, well, we, know the, a, we know the you trigger words. Climate that, yeah. denial. It's climate denials happening a fair bit. Yes, I agree with that. You can talk around it intelligently without getting caught because the – these are landlines yeah, exactly. they give yeah. us. They're, they're going to be hate speech you because should, their free speech will be gone. You should listen. You should listen to guys that are living, yeah. when I call it living by the sword, die by the sword. Say Jay Dyer, for instance, yeah. he, he's, he's interviewing. Yeah. He's on someone's YouTube show. So they have to, as soon as they go to mention vaccines, they have to say the jabby word or they have to make up. Oh, I hate that. So totally, I get tired of listening yeah, to that. It's, it's so stupid. Mm. So if you're gonna yeah that that annoys me when I hear that kind of talk. That's why I don't. That's why I like my own platform. Just give me. Yeah, all good. You're listening to Fakeolus Radio on Fakeolus.com. This is Klaus Fold from the Bell Economic Forum, one of the most entertaining people that's ever been on radio. Be told, and I'm listening to Fakeolus Radio Fakeolus.com. I can. Ab talking to themselves. January the 29th, 2023. All right, so I can pen you in 
for um, this Thursday, Frank's not around. Yep. But we can we can have Frank on. We can have just you and me, just me and Frank. Yeah, but if we could set a date. So if I'm driving back to Sydney, which I may will be doing on this Thursday, I won't be leaving till after three. So between twelve and one, I should be able to factor something in. And but normally yeah, so I should gonna, be able to do. Oh. Yeah. I'm saying it should, it should be. Possible. I will email. I will. I will put it in the Google Calendar, and I will send the email yep. to Rick at fakeologist.com. And if anyone wants to mm-hmm. comment on the show or give Rick some leads, Rick at fakeologist.com. That goes to his email address, I, whatever I think it is. You should be getting a bit more um, action with um, Benoit's determined to start. You know. Doing more stuff, yeah. so you probably end up with more more live shows with him. So that's good. I said to him today, um, I've not I've been on here nonstop since you know five yeah. six years weekly, and I, I said you've had this six to eight months break, and you were totally refreshed. So it's good because I'm very cynical about everything at the moment, but you're not. So. Uh, if he wants to do it, but I'm not going on to uh, group group chats. Do not work with me whatsoever. Um, I've done too many years of them now. That you know you yeah. you're in the middle of a conversation and someone interrupts and you lose that train of thought. One on one, fantastic. One on two, fantastic. Not five people all trying to get their you know whatever they've seen. But he's good at the um, he likes those bigger things, so hopefully you'll you'll hopefully you you should start in the next week or so start hearing some more um, audios I'm from Benoit. Mm. Oh, good. Oh, I'm gonna go, Ab. I've um done my dash. All right, take care. Done my dash. Frank is. And, uh, uh, so I'll Frank be looking. Not, I'm gonna put you on the uh, this Thursday. Uh, we actually okay. invited Marcus just for a laugh. Will he oh, show up? Be, I don't know. Oh, that would be good. I'd be glad to be on that one. Well, if we invited you know, him. Even if he won't show up, he won't show up. Yeah. 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 So I'm going to add you. You're going to get it. You're going to get an email. Okay. From Google Calendar. Excellent. So check Excellent. your. I like your new. Uh, um, I like your new motif. Uh, your new motif is pretty cool. Whatever that is. Yeah, it's the, a, uh, I think it's just a wizard from some psyop. Uh, yeah, badge yeah, that one of the psyops, one of the psyop groups use. <coughs> anyway, man, uh, fantastic conversation and uh, another good uh, yeah, good like, chatting. Um, free for all. Yep, excellent. All the best. Well, we'll be you, uh, don't don't burn yourself no, out. I'm, fe- rest, I'm, 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 I'm feeling good. I just can't smell anything, including my cat. Mm. Can I? No. Anyway, all right, man. Nice. Take care. Over and yeah. out. Oh, yeah, send those links. I will. Yeah, put those links and I'll listen to them later if you put them in. That's all, folks.